Hey there. As always, I would like to begin the episode by thanking some folks. Folks like Ian Vigstedt, Aaron Allen, Dylan Gallagher, Drew B., and Matt. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us some money and supported this show and the entire network. You can be like them by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we're talking about Strangeland, which is a horror adventure game developed by Wormwood Studios and published by Wadget Eye for the PC and Mac in 2021. What I want the listeners to know is that before we were recording, Gary and I were bonding over how funny the phrase nitro-burning funny cars is. Mm-hmm. Nitro-burning funny cars. It's got 18-year-old hard body uh, hyphenated <laughs> string of word appeal. Yeah. Like, just just want to let like people, people know. The Dungeons & Dragons logo and font with nitro-burning funny cars, cars and 18-year-old hard bodies. <laughs> like, with the, the fancy dragon ampersand between them. Oh, uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah, I just I just wanted to let people know about the good times because we're probably going to disagree on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it's it's also I think that I feel like you maybe have an inflated sense of how much I dislike this. I think this okay. is fine. Okay. It's, it's a mid for me. I don't uh, I don't hate it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I just I was uh, playing and I remembered why I put it on the list. I, I enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. your your mileage will vary. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because the uh, if you look at the. Uh, critical consensus or what have you on this um like it's got a real difference in its uh steam reviews and critic reviews which like is higher like a, critic or, or uh, i think so i think it's yeah. a, a user is is low and uh i don't remember the exact but i remember there being a split but there was a it's split, like a nine yeah. out of ten and then like a, a six out of ten gotcha yeah things. i can see that yeah yeah it's like it's like a seven to me uh-huh. it's worth playing it's it's a snack it's short mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's been a minute since we've done a traditional adventure game. I, really you know, I knew we were going to get to a Wadget Eye game at some point. Like mm-hmm. this, uh, the studio is making waves. Uh, <laughs> By making waves, I mean releasing games steadily over the past decade and a half or so. Yeah, well, it just but bringing back a very specific yes form of game, like do, being kind of the vanguard of bringing back classic point and click adventure games, both mm-hmm. of which, you know which you and I are both fans of. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get into it. Like the, uh, I, I do have my bones to pick, but it's mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a Thunderdome. Okay. Uh, here, if if you go to bat really hard for the story of the evil within two, that'll be a Thunderdome. No, no, uh, I, well, I don't, I don't care about the story of that. There's it, cool imagery in there, but that's yeah, no, no, the great monster designs and stuff. 
<laughs> but like, you know, you have to move on. Forgive yourself, Sebastian. <laughs> like I, that, that game is bullshit. Um, uh-huh. like, it's, it's really fun. It's a fun video game. It's worth playing good, good times in the hands. But yeah. It is full bullshit. Yeah, yeah uh, no, there, I do not have any high hopes, uh, n- uh, no expectations out of that, uh, th- that studio or that property after the first game, but the second no. game is real fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, it's also, uh, just cause uh, I'll bring this up next episode. I don't give a okay. shit. Yeah. Uh, what a choice to make their logo, a snail that takes three shits and then looks at them quizzically. <laughs> right. Yep. That's what's happening. That's undeniably what's happening. There's a little uh-huh. snail that's a TNA. It takes three perfect turns, look down at them, and looks at you like, and, I'm a bad little snail. And? and what is going on? Why did they settle on that? <laughs> it's so bad. It was a dare. <laughs> like, it was a dare is what it were. It's really weird. It's a really <laughs> weird choice. Watch I just not pull that bullshit. No, no, no. They're working in a bit of a headier space. Yes. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, this is, uh, you play as the stranger in this, you are an unnamed man. You wake up in a straitjacket outside of an otherworldly, uh, dark carnival. We're in hatchet <laughs> man territory, yeah. uh, floating in a cloudy void. Yes. And one of the first things that you see, aside from the big, big, scary clown mouth gate, um, is this woman, this uh, golden haired woman that you recognize jumping into a well over and over. And you spend the game trying to rescue her and find out what is going on. Uh, It's not much of a spoiler to say that this is a uh, a psychoscape of your own creation, uh, helping you cope and or avoid with something terrible that has happened. Uh, Whether you are responsible for it or not is the mystery. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler, your character basically knows, Mm -hmm. basically, on some level, even if the player doesn't. Yes. Uh, True of all three games this month. (laughs) Uh, To do like So what you do to find out what's going on is do traditional adventure game stuff uh you explore the environment examine pick up objects combine those use those to to solve puzzles talk to npcs and such um this is worth kind of uh talking about like the the puzzle and this are okay Mm -hmm. i feel like uh are there do you were there any like big standouts because it, it was only really like looking back that like there were some really cool images and stuff that happened as a result of uh-huh. puzzles in this but what you had to do never felt super great to me uh, uh, the, the the big standout to me is call for three wanton one three i okay. I, I, I fucking yeah. love that uh it, as a uh as a as a uh a, a eureka moment um just uh smiling from ear to ear once i finally got it i think the puzzles in this generally are like a good like like they a good b generally they spike up and there's not really like a you know a rollo floor for me it it feels well mid to me i think that that mm-hmm. that puzzle is probably my favorite one in it and it feels a lot like an escape room puzzle to me like i mm-hmm. would see it in a an escape room yeah or something like that like i didn't uh did not end up feeling as many Eurekas as I wanted, mm. but got some. Yes. Uh, I think that was a good puzzle. Yeah. Um, the uh, Mechanically, the other difference between this is that you cannot die or get in an unwinnable state. That's been being done since, you know, LucasArts, mm-hmm. but here it's kind of part of the game and the narrative. Yes. Um, instead of it being a just, we just don't allow you to die thing mm-hmm. like in Monkey Island, you do die, you just restart, and you have to do this sometimes to... Uh, solve puzzles or change the world state mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, which is cool. Uh, I don't know. I can't off the top of my head cite another game that specifically does does that. Uh, I'm sure they exist, but this one is a is a is is the is a standout to me in uh, in, mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, uh, kind of <laughs> this is an indication of how much this is kind of a standard uh, adventure game kind of thing. Is that this is a depth that I reach to to find something unique to say about it. I like how this game handles close up interactions instead of doing the big uh, sanitarium full screen kind of deal. Those cut in windows are actually are neat to me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I cannot cannot say that I noticed, uh, but they didn't pull me out or anything, mm-hmm. either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of so the puzzles there are kind of this mix between just like regular adventure game puzzles, and then uh, some of the clues have this wordplay and illusion mm-hmm. angle uh, to them. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more because uh, it's a it's a major point of the game i think yes um and is probably going to be our our big wedge Mm -hmm. um in terms of influence this is taking uh influence from the traditional like dark adventure games yeah uh the you know the two that are uh oftentimes cited are i have no mouth and i must scream which we covered Mm -hmm. and sanitarium which we covered Mm -hmm. a long time ago it's there are parts of it that are like actionably sanitarium the voice actor is really similar the, the yeah, sanitarium guy yeah. is a little bit more flat, but every once in a while, this guy s- slips into a real like, okay, <laughs> do you have a ball? Like, you know, the, the, <laughs> kind of making him sound like Jimmy Stewart. Oh, they have a, yeah. they have a ball well, there? Okay, kind of what the sanitarium guy sounds like, and this guy kind of sounds like that sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same guy. Uh, this no, is Abe, Abe Goldfarb, uh, kind of a standard player, uh, does a lot of main character stuff uh, for Wadget Eye kind of stuff. Also played Professor Wogglebug in a uh, in a uh, children's adventure game um, about the Wizard of Oz world called Emerald City Confidential. The Wogglebugs. The Wogglebug. <laughs> oh, see, see, uh, see, Abject Suffering as well. This is ties to the entire Duckfeed catalog. <laughs> yeah yeah uh sanitarium uh they also cite um uh the dark seed games those are not those are not very good games but those uh you know are the uh hr giger uh style art i mean it is hr giger doing a lot of the background and creature design stuff in that uh but also the you know the 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 dark the dark twisted psychoscape kind of stuff a little harvester in this as well maybe a little bit yeah yeah there's a there's like a certain kind of uh adventure game that's maybe a little bit twisted just just it's not uh, it's not kid stuff okay (laughs) the the thing you need to know about this is it's incredibly mature (laughs) um and a little bit of planescape torment thrown in thrown in there for uh for 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 some measure although that is more of a deal for uh primordia the the team's previous game yeah well and you you have the amnesiac protagonist struggling through you know, their, their past, their guilt, yes. you know, and, and kind of running into those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, and, and then they do the thing that adventure games do where it's like, here's a lights out puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to put it in. We got to put something in here. Play a different game for a little while in this adventure game. <laughs> Be busy yourself while we prep the solution for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they just make lights out. Uh-huh. It's real weird to just like straight up port it in the middle of your game. I've got one. I've got a lights out on my uh, <laughs> on my coffee table that I sometimes yeah. play alongside yeah. like a little LED uh, or LCD Tetris. Yeah, it's fun. Other than that, there's not anything to it mechanically and it's real short 
mm-hmm. it's worth saying like it's like a movie like a long movie yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's one or two sittings like three hours mm-hmm. to get through this um if you know you know depending on if you get stuck Yes. Yeah. There's a hint yeah. system in this. You call you call uh, uh, the the operator on a payphone and get a uh, good. Yeah. Well, th- that's the same actor, but it sounds like John Delancey when you call him. It sounds exactly <laughs> like Q. Yeah. Like exactly like Q. I I was a thousand percent certain it was Q. No, it's 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 him doing the uh, the dark villain voice version yeah. of, of this character. He does a bunch of different versions of this character. Yes. Uh, this Abe Goldfarb guy does and Wogglebug. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but the hint, the hint line is is great. It's just there. It doesn't mm-hmm. cost you a resource. You just go to a room and do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, I, I prefer that because they, it, it feels like they're aware that uh, if somebody wants a hint, they can also just look at their phone. Yeah. Like they don't need to be coy about it. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. when you have it built in and that way you can do it in the flavor, you know, yeah. and you can give a, you know, slightly more direct hint than you would get from the failure uh, barks that you have. Uh, but also it is within the world as opposed to, uh, you know, what you don't want, which is, I mean, go into Steam and getting like a step-by-step review or God forbid the uh, the video walkthrough that has yeah. just completely blighted the uh, the walkthrough landscape for anything published after 2015 or so. It's, a, it's real similar to uh, Thimbleweed Park. I, I I haven't played it yet, but I imagine Return to Monkey Island has something similar. Yeah, yeah. it just feels like the way the wind is blowing with adventure games, and I mm-hmm. uh, I'm here for it. Same, you know, either make failure part of the adventure, like a uh, Until Dawn mm-hmm. kind of thing, like do an adventure game where failure is not, you know, not to be desired, or mm-hmm. just roll it into the game. Yes. Uh, let's camp out a little bit on like premise and tone and stuff because yeah. this is where this is where our wedge is and this is it colors the whole thing so regardless of whether you you know if you're taking the ym quiz <laughs> and you're a gary or a cole about this it is present for the whole thing yes um this game regardless of what how you evaluate what it is it's extremely what it is yes it goes really hard on this thing that you may or may not love mm-hmm you know, um, and we kind of uh, laid it out there before. And also last week when we talked about devotion, but, you know, this is the psychological horror zone. Uh, something terrible has happened and the entire world, you know, every situation that you're in is, you know, something that in universe your character um, has put together uh, to, you know, uh, either give themselves information or obscure it. You know, so there's, you know, quite literally like a manifestation of your depression uh, in this. Uh, There's a bit of a fake out with that. um, uh, But uh, we are fully in that space, you know, for my, you know, kind of two cents on this, like this, this is I I, I like this kind of thing Mm -hmm. generally. And I think the only like really bad example of that that we are seeing that this month is Evil Within Two. That also could be colored by the fact that I have seen so many worse interpretations of this. And in this, the uh, uh, the specific detail and the specific direction they take as to what precisely happens um, and what your relationship to it is is different enough that this feels like um, it. Uh, it satisfies satisfies enough of a novelty um, inside of it for for me. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I'm not against that as a as a thing. Like I'm not. It's not something I just hate. Like mm-hmm. in, in a general sense, I'm just kind of sick of it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I I would I think this does it worse or more ham handed than the Evil Within two. There is like, that there is no yeah. subtlety in this. Yeah, it it is just really really. I mean, unsubtle is the word. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's you know when he said what this thing is, it is extremely that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think not having you know the Evil Within two is a really ham handed dumb plot, but I think having the gameplay to break up. That mm-hmm. stuff makes it go down a little bit easier than this. This just feels very, it, it's very much that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a little just sick of exploring a mindscape that symbolizes yeah. things. And the symbolism in this, it's real clever, clever. Um, there's a kind of like, and I'm not, I'm not saying this has succeeded on anyone who plays the game. I'm not saying mm-hmm. this about you or anyone who enjoys this game. From the dev end, from the the creator's end, there's something that happens every once in a while in a game where, like, if there's going to be three things, they're going to be the Furies or mm-hmm. the Fates. If there's going to, like, everything is named after a Greek or Christian illusion. Don't forget and Norse. Don't forget Norse. Norse, yeah. There, there's, like, there's three <laughs> modes. Everything is named after them, no matter what. And it's banking on the player just feeling kind of good about getting a quiz answer right. Hmm. Rather than it adding anything to it. I feel like it's additive. I think it goes so far in the direction of being a patchwork of illusion, not just to those primary source materials, but even, you know, other works that, you know, derive highly from them. Like there's a ton of T.S. Eliot in this. Uh, You can go through, you can play this in annotated mode um, and it calls out whenever something is there. I did that this time and that was, you know, really useful. And I think that like when I say it goes so far in being a patchwork, it kind of becomes its own, its own rhythm of language to it that sounds cool to me that adds a, a gravitas to it above and beyond you know the thing that people know about me i do like getting the quiz good book good boy points i feel I, like there's something different happening here but that could just be me you know being defensive i want to be really careful about not accusing you of wanting to get the quiz good boy points <laughs> yes. because i i put the the blame of that on the the developer like mm-hmm. to me it just ends up it it doesn't transfer into a new thing because it's dense Mm-hmm. It just ends up feeling like a hodgepodge of trivia, almost yeah. like the the individual things that are being evoked because of ultimately like I and I, I'll be curious, like where we end up on this, too, because I don't feel like this story is particularly deep mm-hmm. as, a, as a narrative. Yeah. So these these illusions and these call these, you know, references and, and calls to other media and stuff don't end up adding very much to my understanding or emotional truth of the, the actual narrative, because that stuff doesn't is really, it's pretty simple. And part of what I am getting sick of, like this flavor of psychological horror is because the bounding box for that feels very simple. Yeah. There's always an event. It's always about a woman. There's always guilt involved. Mm -hmm. There's, there's just a really limited answer set for what it can be about so much that I've just heard the story before. And no matter how many times you kind of tell it and add illusions and kind of cleverness and obfuscate the individual bits, it's still just a really, really tired story to me. Yeah. It's, um, 
it, it definitely is those basic parts, but the, the illusion and stuff adds color and shade to me, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a certain kind of spin uh, onto it. You know, just a, you can hit the ball in a direction, but it gives it just enough English that it just bounces in a different way for, you know, in a different way for me. Something that I, you know, kind of wrestled with going into it and kind of, you know, see, seeing, you know, seeing and hearing you talk about this as well is, you know, from a critical point of view, should I reject something just because I've seen it done a bunch of times before or should I recognize what it is aiming for and, you know, discuss how well it achieves that particular kind of thing? Does does me being kind of like semantically satiated on yeah. the uh, uh, on on the stuff here should, you know, should I should I let that in, you know, in the in broad strokes affect my overall evaluation of something or is that just a recognition of what it, or reckon, recognize me recognizing what it is trying to do um yeah, it, and having seen it a lot before tricky question right like yeah is can something being dead does that factor into its quality mm-hmm. you know and and obviously there's there's a lot of value to uh you know there's nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. there there's a lot of value to really uh, executing very well uh, a premise that has been done before or putting a new twist on something. I think for me, and this is 100% subjective, Mm -hmm. Strangeland in specific is very rote. It's not putting a new twist on things. I've had versions of, even with just like a lot of illusions, like this feels Mm -hmm. very, that also feels very stock to me. Like, oh, there's a three-headed thing. It's the Fates or the Furies. Like it's... Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's Cerberus, but it represents this. Like, yeah, that yeah. feels very stock to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to where it 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 ends up feeling like a like a straight, you know, maybe well done. And there's, I mean, I, like, I'm not just bad mouthing this. There's amazing imagery in this. Yes. Like some like visually uh, and audio, you know, audio wise, incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of an experience, like it does sell this stuff through being unsettling it just ended up feeling like eager to impress me with illusion uh-huh. in a way that felt amateurish a little bit yeah. uh, to me. And then all of that added up to a story that I've heard a million times before. Yeah. In the combination of those two things, like that is what ended up pushing me away for this and not pushing me away. To, it's like a, to me, it's like a seven. <laughs> right. Right. You know, pushing me away to where I'm glad I played it. I just probably don't want to play yeah. it again. We're dealing with kind of a narcissism and minor differences here because like yes. I call this like a I call this a, like a like a like a B plus, you know, in terms yeah. of in terms of this kind of thing. You probably call it like a C plus, right? Yeah, or like a C. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. good. We're mm-hmm. worth your time. You know, yeah. it's solid. You play it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it's just not uh I just found myself getting a little bit annoyed by by mm-hmm. that. Uh, but, it's it's kind of hard to articulate. You may you either eat that stuff up or there's probably the vast majority of, of people who don't care about it one way or another, like <laughs> yep. who just, you know, it doesn't look like anything to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's also super fine. Th- there, like, there's also a discussion of, um, you know, we talk about, uh, I'll use like a, like a different example, but like, uh, uh, you know, something that engages an entire trope to comment on it. Let's say, yes, you know, like if, if it is pa- parodying or whatever, the, there ultimately is like, oh, you're, you're you're still doing the thing, 
Right. Yeah. So to take the example of the furious kind of thing, you walk up on these three women who are wearing uh, Larry Curly and Mo kind of like big mascot head kind of things. And you ask, like, who, who, who are you? What are you? And they say the furies, the fates, the chorus, you know, any of these things, they can't kind of agree on what they are. It kind of seems to be like poking fun that it could be any of these things, which ultimately goes to, you know, a thing that this is trying to say about the stranger and this thing that they're, that they're putting themselves through. It feels like that, you know, it is alluding to these things to, you know, say something about this person, but it is still engaging in that same thing, you know, like, can I, can, can, can a work be, um, substantially anti-war if it still shows cool ass war shit going on. Right. Yeah. Can you can you say something about misogyny by having a misogynistic joke or a misogynistic character, you know, to draw like high you know, higher stakes comparisons, right? I think that there is a question of depiction whether or not it can actually subvert by engaging in it, right? Which reasonable minds can agree on. And I think there yeah. can, can can disagree on, and I think we are. It's a it's a thing where that is something I, I would be uh sympathetic to like the idea that ultimately and i feel like that that's true of this subgenre mm-hmm. more often than not it doesn't matter whether they're the fates the furies or the chorus yes. you know whatever illusion they're borrowing it that is like the crux of my criticism is they're borrowing it to be clever they're not borrowing it to say anything yeah. about to add to the narrative mm-hmm. you know it feels like a stunt uh to me and yeah. if the game is aware of that you know, to your point, like, yeah, they're still engaging it there. <laughs> they're also engaging in it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much it that thing. Yeah. It takes it really, really hard. Like, kind of like throws me a little bit. I never thought of this game as a parody of psychological horror games. <laughs> and if I think about it as that, like it the dark <laughs> thing. Plus. Yeah. Like fucking A, man. If, if if that were the intent, then I got totally fooled. If like we got to the end of this and they're just like, actually you're both wrong. I like, you know, Cole, you're taking it seriously. It's totally dragging this type of game. <laughs> Gary, you're you're dragging it. It's dragging it too. I like it'd be incredible. I mean, I I I I I think that it's I I mean the I think that it's thing. affectionate it but i can there's a read on this that i can think of where it's like yeah this character's you know ultimately a a, a dope because this is the stuff that he chose to populate the the world with to condemn himself right you know that isn't you know that 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 can that can be for my medium post or whatever uh but uh i can i can kind of see see that there i know you made that as a joke but i i I can see the angle yeah i i it's a if so, it would be really surprising to me. It's a yeah. very subtle parody if it is, because it took me <laughs> like an hour to start getting annoyed by it. <laughs> you know, like it's not, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, it took, took me a little while for me to pick up on it and be like, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, to, us, to, to, uh, uh, to, 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 uh, bring another side to a thing that I said earlier, you know, whether or not kind of being sick of seeing so much of this, you know, can, you know, factor into, or whether or not that has a place in a, you know, ne- kind of putting a negative spin on an evaluation, uh, the other side of that is something that I said earlier. I've seen this done so much worse. There's yeah. a game from Funcom called The Park. It is made with assets from what's that Lovecraftian MMO that Funcom made? Oh, uh, the uh, Secret, Secret World. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made with that, and you're going through another haunted amusement park that is alluding to something about you know something traumatic, uh, very much there, and it eventually turns into kind of a PT like thing. But it's about this, you know, how this mother had psychological problems and wasn't there for her kid and stuff like that, and just like 
it's it's really really just just the pits and so like poorly researched that like it talks about her having a problem with psychiatric drugs like oh you know i was totally you know out of it i was out of my mind and the bottle of uh, medicine that you pick up is um is paxil oh <laughs> out of your mind on paxil just just go <laughs> going bender. on my lexapro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like absolute fluoxetine bender that i've gone on no one is safe <laughs> oh man but better watch out you zapping oh i'm zapping bro <laughs> i'm zapping hard yeah yeah so like you know <laughs> i may also be extending you know a certain benefit of the doubt, the, like the doubt on this yeah yeah, because because I've seen so much that's just like a dog shit example of this kind of thing, yeah. right? So I also want to uh, acknowledge a positive bias on this on that direction too, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's there's there's everyone brings their own biases to things. I yeah. when something I feel like is testing me to recognize whether I paid attention in high school, mm-hmm. like literature, then I get annoyed. Mm. Uh, it has to be it. It's I don't get good feels from that. So mm. it's really easy for it to transfer into bad feels. Yeah. Uh, there are times in which I feel like that stuff is really uh, additive and mm-hmm. it, but it has to be additive. It can't just be the box. It has to be what's in the box. Yeah. Like yeah. The thing that's being alluded to has to be additive. It can't just be additive that there is an illusion. Yeah. And it's a thing that I see when I read writing about this game where there's a lot of it's rich with illusion you know, mm-hmm. illusion, not illusion, rich with illusion, and then describing the plot and ne- not tying those two things together. Yeah. Like yeah. not showing how the two interact. Rich mm-hmm. with illusion is for by a lot of people, and this can just be a subjective thing. I don't think this is necessarily like part of my critical acumen, but is is considered a positive, like a virtue on its own. Mm-hmm. And I don't consider it to be a virtue on its own. It yeah. feels stunty to me. Yeah, I, I I do think that those interact and we can talk about it kind of ultimately when we get there. But like speaking personally, trying to gauge whether or not there will actually be Bulb and Gilead based on the tone of what's around it is, you know, like, oh, I'm 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 cool with engaging in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the um yeah, we uh, we will get into it. I, I also I mean, the other thing, too, that like plays into this is that all of that stuff might be a little bit better if mm-hmm. I felt that the plot was more complicated yes like there was a little bit more to chew on in terms Mm -hmm. of like the emotional resonance of this there's a a a vice review of this by uh cameron kunzelman Mm -hmm. uh, who talked about this uh and it was real close to to how i feel about it where it's like you know it has really great visuals it's aesthetically top-notch and everything Mm -hmm. but the plot is just man guilty hurt woman yeah and the the uh that review seems to like, it almost seemed like it would be better if it made it about gender in a way that I don't think that it is. Like if it had been like you were a woman and you'd hurt a guy in this, I don't think it'd be better. Right. You know, it's just the, I feel guilt about hurting a loved one is the only trick. Yeah. Um, you know, that's it. Yeah. So anywho, there's, there's stuff around this. This is, some of the, some of the takes that I have on this have also Mm -hmm. been explored. I'm not blazing the ground. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, yeah, oh, doing sorry. a function that they are as well. One more thing about the illusion kind of stuff, because this draws so much um, inspiration from "I have no mouth and I must must scream." We should also say, I, 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 I something that that came to me in playing this a second time is, "I have no mouth and I must scream." 
a lot of that stuff is there specifically to reveal something about am you know the computer mm-hmm. who is you know orga- organizing all of these situations noting that he is as a computer hyper literal and is working this stuff in and you are needing to think about that stuff hyper literally because that is all that he is capable of not true creation but reassembling uh, I, I i think that there is a comparison to be made uh between between this and that and it may not be a flattering one yeah either yeah. for the creator or f- about the, the 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 main character who is assembling this world for himself yeah yeah, yeah. if 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 the idea was this guy is assembling this world for himself out of half remembered english class stuff mm-hmm. from 12th grade then success yes you know i just i it's hard for me to gauge how much that's the intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, I did not consider the idea of this being a parody yeah. uh, of itself. And uh, that does kind of throw me in. Maybe that yeah. will, I'll get to the end of this. I'll be like, you know, what? this is actually a brilliant parody <laughs> making fun of this thing that I'm sick of. It's, it, um, I mean, it's, it's outright said at the end that all of this metaphor, all of this illusion, this symbolism is something that you have put together, you know, to, to distance, to distance you from oh, this. Yeah. Well, that's the genre though. Like that's, okay, that's, yeah. that's what psychological horror is, is you put mm-hmm. together metaphor and illusion to distance yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, the specific polls, if it is making fun of the tropes of the subgenre, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yep. Um, visually, we mentioned we're in agreement here. Uh, the visuals are great. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, really, really stunning images and really cool monster designs in big, gnarly full screen pixels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love, I love the way this game looks. Yeah. Um, you know, a big driver for me, you know, was seeing the next thing. Yes. Uh, going through it. Uh, the, the, uh, the teratoma. Oh my God. Yeah, the teratoma. Yeah. Teratoma is great. Like it's, <laughs> yep. it's just a killer teratoma. You gotta see this teratoma. Uh, <laughs> get a load of this teratoma. <laughs> it's hey, insane. You know, this guy, this guy's teratoma. Like, <laughs> teratoma magazine. Um, <laughs> Music really good. It's real moody. Um, it's very uh, appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't like earworms in it, but it always felt like it supported the mood mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in a really great way. Voice acting good. Love the clown. Um, yeah, oh, clown's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Wormit Studios, it's a very small team. You know, this is um, a, a modest product, uh, despite its lush kind of kind of visuals. There are three primary members who are spread out all over the world, uh, all of whom work day jobs. Mark, the main guy, uh, said in an mm-hmm. interview, that like, oh, by day, I'm a lawyer. Uh, and it's staggering to think that you would work as a lawyer and then come home and do this and somehow mm-hmm. still have the energy for both or either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, Previously wrote uh, for Tides of Numenera. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that, you know, that would make sense as a day job as well. Yeah. You know, lawyer. Uh, and then Victor Flug, mm-hmm. uh, really fun spelling on that last name, yeah. uh, is an Australian painter uh, who did the visual and audio design uh, for yeah. this. Again, great work. Yeah. And then uh, James Spanos, uh, who is a Greek programmer uh, who had previously done, he had done a bunch of stuff. But in terms of things we have uh, covered, uh, did interface work for Harvester Games on the Cat Lady, a game that we've mm-hmm. talked about and on Downfall, a game that I have streamed. Yes. Uh, their previous game, also published by Watch It Eye, is Primordia. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not played Primordia. Uh, yeah. You know, with this, this short kind of post-apocalyptic adventure game has similar themes. I've looked at a bunch of screenshots mm-hmm. of it. It looks cool. But. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am curious to play it. Um, yeah. I, I, I was, it, it, I'll admit, I was a little bit put off because a lot of the characters seem like they're robots. 
<laughs> I think that is a game about sad robots. It's, it might be a game about sad robots. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, another trope I, I'm I'm sick of. I don't know if I I've just like a flip switched and now it's like tropes don't like mm-hmm. them. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I, Kids I think media it's, out the window. <laughs> I think it's literally just uh, like a battery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just doing three games that all feature exploring a mindscape. Yeah, in in a uh, row that that just kind of got me. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, I said it before: semantic satiation. There's a there's yeah. a kind of you know that doesn't quite break through into jamais vu where you feel like you're seeing it for the first time. You know, kind of deal. Yeah. But uh, it's it's definitely there. It can start your, your own your own name starts sounding like nonsense. You know, just sitting back, pet my belly, like undoing <laughs> my belt buckle. I'm like, I ca- I cannot take another like going through a you know a fun house that's actually a funeral. I'm I couldn't have another bite. I. <laughs> <laughs> fit so many Sla- fun houses there are funerals of this bad boy <laughs> slapping my noggin oh you can fit so many metaphors in here yeah just uh i just might be by be a little bit a little bit done with it uh-huh. you know need a break yeah the uh, uh no. reasonable reasonable no. uh this is a very personal story for mark the uh the writer and designer here uh it was inspired by uh and dedicated to his uh his grandparents uh, he watched his grandmother die after a long battle with dementia. Uh, and then his grandfather, who helped care for her, died uh, shortly uh, thereafter. And part of making this was a little bit of a process of uh, processing that. Uh, and as someone with, you know, kind of similar experience, I can see it and feel it and uh, sympathize with it. Yeah. Dementia is a hell of a thing. Yes. Um, this game was made in Adventure Game Studio. Uh, but Flug uh, heavily modified this to make it work with the design. You can tell mm-hmm. it's Adventure Game Studio. That's not a, really a knock. Like I love no, Adventure no. Game Studio. Uh, but yeah, you can tell. Uh, it's it it's a versatile platform, and people make amazing, cool stuff in it. See Watchet Eye, mm-hmm. see Harvester Games. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, cool little bit about this. Wormwood's really positive with uh, let's players and streamers. Uh-huh. Uh They're like, hey, show off our game. You know, yeah. we'll we'll pop in on streams and stuff. Uh, I think that's the right way to do it. I'm sure that actually serves them. They uh they popped in on my stream for it. They were watching. Oh. They wanted to just kind of see how it was landing. And they said hi, and you know, I nice. said hi, and they watched me solve the one wanton one puzzle. No, so. <laughs> no wonder you have a special moment with that. Oh, yeah, I did it yeah. in front of them, and I, it was yeah. good. And they said yeah. people have trouble with that. And I'm a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> how many how many good boy points did you get, man? Ooh, so many good boy points. You're I've been, been drowning coast, in good coast, boy coast points. on that one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just got to step back and pat your belly and be like, oh, good boy points. Oh, I couldn't yeah. another good boy point. Uh, well, there's just, room for maybe one more I, good I just, boy point. I, I just, sorry, I just got to just throw up a whole bunch of gold stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just eat some more gold stars. I can like that puzzle uh, set from the, the I, know, I, yeah, I know. I'm teasing you in a what I want I to be a self-aware way. I know. I know. Uh, that's, yeah. that's why I'm laughing at it, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, the studio is currently working, and they've been working on for a while, kind of off and on, this RPG called Fallen Gods. You can read it about it on their site. It looks cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's real weird that they made a whole game about Jimmy Fallon's gods, but I think it'll <laughs> still be neat. You know, I want to see what angle they take with it. Yeah. I mean, what, what kind of dark trauma does Jimmy Fallon need to explore? Mm, there's darkness uh, there. There's definitely <laughs> darkness there. I wonder what type of amusement park he'll go into in his head. 
<laughs> yeah, like, will it be a Universal Studio style or a Disney style? Oh, um, MGM. Yeah. Uh, this this makes me sound really negative. There's tons of individual things in this I really like. So when we get to the body of this, uh, there's tons of sugar to talk. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little, yeah. Uh, let's get into uh, it. We also don't have to apologize for our opinions. So. No, 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 no. I just, I, I want to set it as, as an accurate thing. Cause it, it's hard when you, uh, when something is like a seven out of 10 to you, but it's emblematic of stuff. Right. That's a yeah. bugbear. Like it's not really this game's fault. It, your, that, yeah. You know, that so many things played silent Hill two and went, Oh yeah, this is the thing. You know, so many developers are like, this is what games are now. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's not this game's specific fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. just, uh, it's, it, it is in a barrel or, you know, kind of down in a, uh, in a rut that it itself did not necessarily dig. you start off uh, your character you're this uh, bedraggled uh, guy your hair's all messed up you're in an undone street jacket so you can still move around you wake <laughs> up uh, next to a sign that points you to strange land on this walkway in a cloudy void yeah. uh, this is after an incredibly aggressive uh, HR Giger-esque title screen as well mm-hmm. and it goes right into this there's no real intro or anything yeah yeah you just this pop in right there this is the uh, this is the establishing shot. Uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I just pretend that this character is Colin Farrell. Oh sure, yeah, kind of what you know. It looks like him. <laughs> uh, there's that there's that one shot with him at the payphone, and it looks like a still from the movie Payphone. <laughs> <laughs> that movie about the evil payphone. <laughs> I think there Payphone's was a sniper. Kidnap people. <laughs> Please deposit your soul. Uh, <laughs> Please deposit your daughter. <laughs> wait what what that can't be right oh i'm going mad they should hire me to do the voice acting for one of these psychological <laughs> they really uh, should things they just like a merry-go-round here <laughs> but what instead is of, this place instead of instead of horses it's it's me it's me <laughs> zeus what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually Odin or Yahweh <laughs> or Yahweh. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I have to climb this world tree to get to my daughter. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so you, so you walk forward. It's the only way to walk forward. And one uh, you know, thing Gary loves in this game. Number one, uh-huh. uh, there's this huge mechanical clown face. Uh, that is the entrance to the amusement park. Yep. Who talks to you? Uh, and every time you go in, uh, I don't know how many of these you have called out in the in the notes, but he tells a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, and they get less and less joke like. Uh huh. They like, become they go, just straight up allusions to things that are going to happen, and, and just awful things, uh-huh. like just miserable, mean things that are still told with the cadence of a joke. Like I think this really works. Yeah. Um. This you know, I, I, it also adds value to dying over, you know, and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you have to die again to solve puzzles. Um. You know, this makes that sting a little bit less because you get to see a new little interaction. 
Yeah, you get a little new, uh, a little, a new little joke there. But you know, he just says, ah, "I'm tired of telling you jokes." It's the first time yeah. you you've seen him. And then he laughs, and then he rolls off the red carpet for it. And by red carpet, I mean his tongue. His tongue yes. just kind of rolls out like it's a party blower. Uh, and as you walk up, it you hear little squishing sounds. So this is this is moist. This is a mouth. Yeah. Uh, in the cinema sin mode, the uh, the psychological horror ding I'll put there is, yes, I've done this a million times, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that is also a real genre cliche. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you get in, uh, you there is a it's this kind of lobby for an amusement park with a well uh, in the middle, and this blonde woman, in a hospital gown, uh, says goodbye, my love, and jumps in the well as you kind of mm-hmm. yell out to try to stop her. Yes. Uh, before you can go and look down and see where she went, this uh, old man's head in a tank nearby, it's like a fortune-telling machine called Murmur the Magnificent, uh, modeled after Mimir, you know, mm-hmm. uh, reassures you like, hey, she's not gone. She's just dead. Um, uh, you know, she keeps coming back and leaping whenever the uh, whenever the shriek happens. Yes. And we'll we'll find out what that is. No. Uh, then the payphone, the tear rings, and we go and answer it and cue. Uh, it's just really a malicious version of your voice, but it sounds exactly like John Delancey um, talks to you and says, you know, this is all your fault. Uh, <laughs> if you need help and you will just dial zero, uh, introducing yeah. the, the hint system and then also uh, taunting you and giving, letting you know that this is your guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just adding into the chorus there, uh, a raven who is up on a post, there's a little bit of business about whether it's a raven or a crow, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, mileage is going to vary on that. I, I, I like that. It, and inciting that it is a raven, it says, I may be unkind, but I'm not murderous. Yeah. Uh, a, a group of ravens is an unkindness. Good boy, boys. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> the, uh, you could tell it's not a raven because ravens are the size of like small horses. Yes. Like ravens <laughs> are huge. <laughs> the, yep. uh, a crow is regular. A raven will fuck you up. It is basically six feet tall and full of muscle. Like yeah. the guy from uh, the Down Under video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it says sticks and stones may make me groan, but words will never move me. Then suggests, oh, you know, you could try following her. Uh, suggesting like, hey, try going down the well. And when you do, you get an amazing animation just using scaling and stuff of your body just careening past the tangle of roots below you. It's really char, and I, I say this genuinely, charmingly, kind of cheap looking. Uh huh. The, the the way when you fall down the thing, uh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. uh, you pop up back at the beginning. When you pop up, you the street bracket materializes, and then your head goes pops out as yep. well, which is also a really silly animation. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit different now. They've populated. There are some rocks. Uh, one thing I really like about this game is that when you pick up rocks, you just have enough. Yep. You know, for the for the whole game. Like that's mm-hmm. all the rocks you need. Uh, contrast with old adventure games like uh, Zach McCracken or what have you, where you are keeping track of an inventory and an economy of like quarters. Yeah. De- uh, you know, deja vu. No, Something like you. that where you're, you know, you're doing, you're gathering these things. Uh, this mm-hmm. doesn't do that. You just yeah. have rocks. You can just try throwing rocks at things. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's also worth noting uh, there's multiple ways to solve some of these puzzles. Yes. And you can do things in other orders. So like this note there are some of these things that I mean, I guess it's worth knowing to me and I could have just thought it. And that's when I mm-hmm. know it's like to myself, but some of these things are different than the order I did them in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just, if you're listening, you may not have done this stuff in this order. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't start throwing rocks at this Raven until later. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it just yeah. says, it, 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 it told me sticks and stones may make me grow. And I was like, oh, that seems kind of cool. And I yeah. did animal cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't like it. Nope. Um, no. I also kind of organize these just like geographically, like, okay, let's talk about what's north and then about what's west. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so heading north there, uh, under the, uh, the pole where the, uh, where the crow slash raven is, uh, we, uh, get to the outside of this circus tent with a, uh, with a tear in the lining and mm. we can go up and, uh, inspect with it. We get that cut in window seeing the, that inside there's what appears to be this huge heart like thing. And there is a dead rat, uh, near the hole, which we can take. Yes. Uh, if we go west, there is this uh, shooting gallery, this mechanized shooting gallery. Uh, the prize is a bottle of Nepenthe. Yeah. Do you know what that does? Um, it's the brew that puts a bullet in all your bad thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. Referencing the, the you know, Nepenthe. Uh, the, uh, the, this is too hard to win as is. You just have to click on these light up skull mm-hmm. targets uh, too fast. So you have to slow it down. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a little panel here and we, we're not, can't get into it yet, but mm-hmm. um if we had right from that circus tent, um, there's an old man with no eyes who is saying down, writing down words that a raven uh, speaks to him. Mm-hmm. He's sitting under a under a yew tree, and there's a yep. there's a noose right next to it. So, uh, you know, uh, no guesses or no prizes for guessing what this is here. You talk to him, he says, "Oh, I don't know my name. It might be it might be Fimble Fimble, uh, which isn't just a, a f- f- fun words. It is uh, is Norse for old Norse for monstrous fool." Uh, and he thinks that this raven is a group of doves, and he thinks he's throwing out bread, but it's actually meat. Yes, uh, and here's one place where it doesn't just give you all the meat you need. Mm-hmm. If you once you take uh, some bread, he'll give you some, and you can use it for puzzles and stuff. But once you've used it up, you have to go back and get more. Mm-hmm. Um, they do hand wave this at a certain point. Yes, we have to feed multiple bits, but early on when you're experimenting, you do have to do the shell run. Yeah. So it does it right with the rocks and, and not as good with the bread. Mm. Um, you ask about the shriek that we keep hearing. There's been this shriek that pops up and your, your guy kind of grabs his head and goes, ah, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, the old man calls it the dark thing. Uh, and it's up there, uh, kind of behind you. You've been able to see this in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that, uh, you ask him what happened to his eyes and he says they fed them to the Raven in exchange for wisdom. And both of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the uh, the noose hanging from this, uh, if you talk about this noose, he says he put that up there to try to hang himself. As he says you, as in oh, your yeah. character, put it up yeah, there yes. to try to hang yourself to get out of here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you head west, uh, there is this gigantic demon furnace uh, head named 8-3 that is a forge for making things. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can uh, talk to this as well. Yeah. Uh, you can ask it questions, but it speaks in more riddles. You know, what is the dark thing? Uh, you know, says it, it should have been uh, it should have been burned, but the fire did no more than shrink it. Uh, and at this point, you know, we're far enough in. Hey, spoiler walls. This is referring to cancer. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, the dark thing is this cancer, you know, should have been burned since talk about radiation treatment. Yes. Uh, but it did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, you keep talking like the adventure game signaling in this is really uh pleasingly blunt mm-hmm. um like you ask it to make you something and it's like no i need you know material and a work order mm-hmm. for that like he just tells you what what adventure game tools you have to insert 
yes. into the slot to make that work. Mm-hmm. If you keep bugging him, he burns you alive. He makes you <laughs> into ash. I'll make uh, you make me something. I'll make you ash. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the, uh, the just, oh, just take, take it literally. Take it as, as straight of a pipe, pipe, pipe as possible kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Speak friend yeah. kind of thing. Um, if you go past this guy, so we don't have the things yet to make him make us something, mm-hmm. uh, a screen west of him, there is this black dog, uh, that kind of blocks the way further. Um, he's got a metal spike in his mouth and he will kill you if you try to interact with him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and if you, uh, return, uh, and give him some of the meat that Fimble Famble, uh, gave you or bread, sorry. Uh, then, uh, he, he'll eat it and you can take the metal spike. Uh, but, uh, you cannot pass. Yeah. Uh, once you, uh, you know, give him the meat, you can go and use the, uh, telescope on that screen and you can see that where the, the cage is with the spiky shadow, the dark thing that's at the end of the ro- roller coaster tracks. Yeah. And kind of a neat thing about this game is there's only like two more rooms. Mm-hmm. That really two or three more rooms than the end game like this this takes place over a very small amount of space mm-hmm. uh that is used like there's a light world dark world thing that happens but it's linear it's just yeah. light world then dark world not you mm-hmm. don't go back and forth really yeah. um but it's a really constrained space yes. like we've explored most of it at this mm-hmm. point yeah yeah uh agreed uh so we have what we need to get past the dog uh, we can take the spike and pry the cover off of the control panel over at the uh, the shooting gallery. And yeah, we don't have what we can get get past the dog just yet. We have the spike though. So yes. we can go go get yeah, that yeah. stuff. We, yeah. we, we, we can get what we need. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, by prying this cover off, you can get into the works and do this little uh, puzzle with these dials in there. Uh, you have to figure out. Okay. There are three dials. They have lit up areas. The one on the right is the speed governor, and you need to set that, you know, as far to the right as possible while still having all of them in the lit areas. And you move one and the others move a certain number, you know, just keeping relational speed in mind. If you try and activate the change without having everything in the safe uh, area, you will uh, get, you know, zapped Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, burnt to ash and then you have to come back. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, again, the, the, one of these kind of puzzles, uh, very similar to like Resident Evil puzzles. Mm-hmm. I feel like th- this kind of thing could be in a Resident Evil game. And yeah. it's the kind of thing where you can, your degree to which you can logic it out is a little bit limited. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of fiddle with it. Yeah. yeah. Until it works. Mm-hmm. Um, once you do, you've changed the, uh, shooting gallery to be very slow. Uh, so you can complete the shooting gallery and get the bottle of Nepenthe. Uh, and then you, uh, see the image of the, the woman begging you for help as her eyes glow and her face kind of cracks. Yeah. Um, you have Nepenthe now and you're like, okay, I'm going to give it a dog, uh, on your way back though. Uh, you hear the phone ring again. Mm-hmm. Um, it will stop you as you're kind of going through the central hub to give you exposition. Yes. Yeah. And you can always tell from a screen away if the thing is ringing. Yes. So you're not just kind of caught off guard by it. Uh, but, uh, your voice says, Hey, you're not losing your mind. You're finding it, you know, just you've hidden this grain of truth and this smooth layers of lies of metaphors. Yeah. Uh, he, and he very angrily says your, your mind is a matryoshka doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, he snarls that at you. Uh, yeah. It's a very funny thing to say, like, uh, you know, <laughs> with that much contempt. Yes. And it's all just me, me and me, and we're here to open you up. So, yep. Uh, so you'll get some more meat, which you can then taint 
with the Nepenthe. Uh, Nepenthe is uh, the forgetfulness medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, And you give this to the dog. The dog looks happy for a second and then dissipates into smoke. Yes. Uh, so it, it was happy to forget and then now it is gone. So you can go mm-hmm. further. Yeah. Um, you go to the uh, the boarding platform for the roller coaster with the ride. It's called the Valkyrie ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, carrying you off to Valhalla. Uh, it's guarded by three scantily clad ladies wearing these horrible, horrible Mardi Gras heads. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, just wretched. <laughs> so wretched, so many, ugly, scary so many heads. Thoughts on these things. Yeah, just really, really ugly, scary heads. <laughs> Very nasty. They kind of look like Bougie Boy from uh, Devo. I don't know if you oh. ever. Devo's got a mascot called Bougie Boy. Yeah. And it's this horrible little baby. <laughs> Hangs out with the general. If, um, if, if, you, if you grew up near Akron, you would know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Real Akron heads know about, all about Bougie Boy. <laughs> this is like three Bougies boy. <laughs> so, uh, And uh, they're kind of uh, arguing with you, you know, and being real cagey with it. You can ask, like, hey, what, what, what the fuck is up with these masks? And they say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we, you know, we're not women. We, you know, there's, there, there's only room for one woman in this story. The annotation mode in this is very funny because it pops up Bechdel test and describes what the oh. Bechdel test was. And then it says, this game does not pass it. Oh, that's real cute. That's funny. <laughs> Um, you can, you can ask to see what's under their mask and they say, you know, it's death to see what's on, on, under the mask, which is a, a loom thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to a uh, restaurant's episode about yeah. loom that I did. Um, the, uh, that's it. We haven't done an adventure game in a long time because we've just been guesting on Retronauts. That's the thing. So it's yeah. about LucasArts adventure games. We, <laughs> you and I have actually talked about tons of traditional adventure games in the last two years. Just not, just not with each other. Just not, yeah, just, just separately. We've just been cheating on each other with Bob Mackey. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, and if you do that, you die. Uh, yeah. If you look under the mask. Yes. Can do if you insist. And when you, it's it's kind of one of the only things you're actually like you actually express horror about. He says nothing, absolute nothing. Just yep. these things like it. Uh, yeah. You can return to the platform, and you know the clown voice calls over and says, "You know the ride is closed for want of worthy riders, so we need to uh, figure out a way to call this." Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, can head east of the well. Um, this uh, entrance is not very well signposted i think mm-hmm. like this blended in the background a lot for me that i can yeah. leave here i wanted a a thing that i want in all adventure games is to be highlight able to all down. baby yep highlight all i i think that that should be in all adventure games mm-hmm. um if if nothing else for accessibility shit like yeah you know um so yeah i couldn't find this for a little bit it was frustrating because uh, I, I I fucked around with this on the Steam Deck because it's compatible for that, and I like the Steam mm-hmm. Deck a lot. Uh, ultimately, I wouldn't want to play it on there just because I need to take notes. But um, in the configuration uh, there, it's like there is a button on the Steam Deck that says like, "Hey, highlight interactables or what have you." But I mm-hmm. could not find the equivalent on the keyboard, and I tried everything, so I couldn't find it either. Yeah. So, um, so when you find the eventually find this exit, uh, you can go east. You're on this little platform with a, a flyer. Here, um, it has a picture of the woman in question, and the text says "lost call four three one." The last numbers are are, are torn off, mm-hmm. and there's a winding path that we can follow to this electrified gate in front of the freak show. Uh, the gate is electrified. There is a handle on the other end, and you can try throwing rocks at it, but that's not going to work. Now we need something a little bit, uh, a little bit heavier. Yep. Uh, so we go back to where uh, Fimble Famble is and throw rocks at the Raven, uh, to make him say different things, which Fimble Famble will then write down. 
Um, but, you know, and this is you get a little close up of the raven. You hit him in the the arm, you know, and his claws. So he'll say claw. You know, Ow, like you, my claw. Yeah. yeah. Like you you do, you know, wing or leg or whatever. There's a little bit of a, I find this to be a little bit ham handed that the man can't write G. It's a little, uh, yeah. Arbitrary. <laughs> Like I can read you with my eyes closed. Uh-huh. You know that's not that's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, so we can't get wing. Uh, we're going to need that for for later, right? Um, but if we get him to do uh, claw, you know, we can get him to do claws and beak, um, and we can go and take the metal spike, put it on the anv- anvil, and give the note to eighty three that says beak, and this makes us a dagger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with this, we can also, uh, you know, when we examine the rat, like when we first picked it up, it said, oh, it's heavier than you think it would be. And when you examine it in your, in your inventory, it says, oh, it's been stitched up. There's something inside. You can use the, uh, uh, the dagger to cut it open. Uh, things for quarters, uh, which yep. you can use uh, on the phone. But also we've, we've been unable to talk to Murmur uh, because the fortune uh, telling machine uh, needs a quarter. Uh, yes. Around this time, as we're headed back, we get a uh, vision of the woman. I love these close up uh, close ups on her face as things get more fucked up. Uh, she yeah. pulls her face off like a mask, revealing just this Giger stuff behind it. The, the the valves and holes and bony stuff. Yeah, yeah, just like grody grody flesh, <laughs> a puzzle of flesh, if you will. <laughs> uh, now that we have quarters, we can talk to Mamir. Um, and we, we put in, uh, quarters there and he is a fortune telling machine. Um, we <laughs> pick tarot cards and he gives us three to pick talking about our, our past, our present and our future. As far as I can tell, the only way this mechanically matters is if you can recall it later. And that's for, uh, that's for an achievement. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was for achievement. I thought you is mandatory. Yeah. Um, I don't think the choices you make now make a difference here other no. than just what flavor text you get. So, so what's impressive about this and like the, the designers talk about this, uh, you know, like, oh, this was probably the most difficult thing, like technically to put in uh, any of the options that you choose will be accounted for and they will tell a version of the story uh, that makes sense, given the themes and given kind of what's going on. And this affects, you know, cosmetically some of the other things that you uh, that you interact with and some other dialogue that you get. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't uh, didn't do the commentary mode. Yeah. On on this. So I, I didn't didn't notice that I just picked the ones that seemed to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh for there and then recall them later. Yeah, there's no there's no wrong answer for it. Um yeah. but uh you can pick and you have three things here. And what you what you choose is less of a uh less of a factor than or yeah, for solving puzzles here is less important than uh, uh and <laughs> listening to what the crow says based on what is, you know, what is heard. So for example, you know, like it says, okay, the past, uh, you know, what card is the man you were, what card is, you know, where, where he was and what card represents her. So, you know, I, I'm not going to go over my specific choices here, but, uh, he says, you know, in telling the story, oh, a naive man stands at the precipice of change, having made an idol of her, a woman, uh, without need, without heeding her flesh and bone. Uh, an idol of her, uh, the crow says out loud, just kind of echoing it, uh, doing like a malapropism some kind of thing. Idol offer, idol of her becomes idol offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, I think I ended up, yeah, different, different choices there, mm-hmm. but it ends up making working with a story. Yes. Uh, the second one is about the present, uh, who you are, where you are, uh, and who is the scribe, uh, the, the man in the story outwits himself, 
lost any liminal space. His well of wisdom has run dry and a worm gnaws in the roots of his confidence and thought and memory blinds his mind's eye. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the crow then says wince and wither because, because it's not going wince and wither. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh <laughs> the, the 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 last one i i don't think it matters what you do on the last one because it says call call saying like oh you have you have what you need here right so yeah. you know you call you need to call the number to find this lost person you know the 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 woman here uh but the last four um <laughs> the, the the last four numbers are um missing okay and when you talk to M- mamir well what does he say uh Oh, Mamir, Mamir ends his uh, ends his fortune by saying, "You will call. You will call for three, want and one three, uh, saying like, yes. oh, you will call for like these three, you know, past, present, you know, these different cards." But uh, the uh, the crow's malapropisms point to you will call four for three three, want and one. This is the tricky one. One ten one three. So four yeah. three one ten one three. It's telling you the phone number to call. Yes. Um, this is this. I by no means am I stunting or styling by saying this. Uh-huh. This is a pretty common uh, puzzle structure and like escape room type things. Yeah. Um, just last Thursday in game night, uh, the game that Brayden was running that had escape room elements. This was the final puzzle mm-hmm. was taking words and, and changing them to letters. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe it wasn't a big Eureka moment because I'm always looking for this kind of thing. Because of mm. escape room stuff, yeah, um, and me having not done an escape room, and you know, like th- this, I think when I when I saw this, might have been the first time I like solved this kind of puzzle, mm-hmm. you know. So like, I felt like king shit a fuck mountain. It's a cool this. puzzle, like it's yeah. a it's a super cool puzzle. Yeah, the, um, yeah, in the escape room that I designed when back when I thought that was what I was going to do when I was working there and stuff, I had one where it was a sentence, but it was telling you directions on a map. Oh, nice. So, like, you would start in one place and it'd be like, you know, in order, you know, you don't have the the right, you know, I can't remember what it was, but, and that was saying you'd go forward and then it'd be take a right, you know, <laughs> oh, left, you, north, south. You designed Elden Ring. You don't have the, the right, you, you don't have the right, you yeah, don't have the right. But it meant taking three rights, aka left. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, yeah, so it was a, a very similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like transferring, you know, transferring modes of yeah of, of language into uh, a different context lear- learning to hear or read differently right yeah it's certainly neat like yep. i i'm not not poo-pooing it at all yeah. uh it's just uh it's something that i just happen to have run into a bunch mm-hmm. yeah but it's cool it's a cool trick yeah 100 percent. but you call and you hear the woman on the other line asking you know would you ride the swaying road to heaven uh when you say yes the roller coaster car arrives on the platform I like that it doesn't just say, you know, so it is. It actually cuts away and shows the thing arriving there, letting mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, go there. Something's changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you go up and you uh, ride the roller coaster car. Uh, you take it up to the dark thing um, and you get another vision of the woman. This time her head is split in half, revealing this horrible mass with inside it. Just gross, tumory stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she says, please help me as it separates further. <laughs> I feel yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, I, I don't feel so good coach. Um, the, uh, so you're the stranger. You, when you walk up there, you brandish your knife at the dark thing. Uh, you had to pull this bar from a cage to let the dark thing out to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of stabbing it, it shrieks and repels you over the edge of the tracks. Yes. You've now let it out. You fool. 
<laughs> you absolute clod, you buffoon. Uh, and again, as you fall with your, you know, little scaled sprite just <laughs> careening end over end, <laughs> you knock against the yew tree uh, that uh, the uh, that Fimble Fimble was sitting under, and you 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 knock a branch loose. Uh, this happens very prominently, uh, and of course you die. Yep. Uh, when you walk into the well room from here, uh, Murmur tells you uh, the death is loose, and your priestess is caged. Uh, here um i think he'll say whatever your whatever you call the woman yes in there yeah. uh because i i don't think i called her priestess i think you called her something different it might have mm-hmm. been the uh the the whatever the hierophant yeah. um he tells you that uh you're gonna wear yourself to nothing unless you fly free you need fire and spirit and golden wings and a valkyrie to set you on the right road again giving you your list for adventure mm-hmm. game stuff love it um then after you talk to people in this kind of middle act of the game uh, the dark thing appears and destroys them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dark thing blows up and kill, you know, destroys murmur's tank kills murmur. Uh, and then, uh, you can't do anything. It kind of paralyzes you yeah. while this happens. Uh, you, you can still watch and your character sees what's happening and like yells, like it's a horrible thing that yeah. it is seeing. I love this thing. Cause it's, you know, floating there, you know, like a, like a white blood cell, you know, looking kind of spiky, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and when it kills like the tendrils just kind of a spike out and through whatever it's killing, you know, uh, and it will uh, kind of like dissipate around it. That visually like is venom. Me. <laughs> I guess it, it's, it's exactly everything how venom kills stuff. Everything's I mean, like venom. <laughs> it is like venom. It's, it's like a protean black yeah. mass that shoots out spikes. Oh, it is venom. okay. Now this venom is he in the room with you? <laughs> it's exactly venom. <laughs> it's it's so venom. It's not my fault that everything loves venom. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. No. We don't have Venom. to get hung up on this. <laughs> oh, oh. Raymond. <laughs> uh, like Eddie Brock. You gotta get the big scoop. Oh jeez. Oh, I got a symbiote. <laughs> but those are my lobsters for the dinner. <laughs> oh no, shriek. Um, <laughs> uh, so then you the phone rings and you get blamed for it uh the, of course john delancey yells at you and and says you make things worse mm-hmm. you know uh, you've killed murmur and this i i did not feel bad about killing these little <laughs> mind goblins like yeah. you, you've gone on <laughs> like, these, these things are so clearly not real yeah who gives a shit like <laughs> like it was really i felt like it was trying to make you feel a little guilty that they died it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's it it's all it, it is it is all just the, the the smoke of the imagination you know yeah. this is just holograms yeah murmur yeah. won't be the last to suffer oh okay <laughs> cool kill all these little shits i don't i don't know one one less thing for me to go talk to and try and use items on okay exactly yeah Yeah. i'm playing an adventure game (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like oh Uh, Oh, man yeah so we have to go explore that freak show to the east and we have to deactivate the electric fence uh so when you go back to fimbum uh fambul you can grab that branch hey there clark w christmas (laughs) sorry this letter (laughs) fell between the seats <laughs> uh grab that branch uh you cut the noose uh loose from there uh the noose is loose uh-huh uh and you're you're making a grappling hook yeah uh, real classic adventure game shit yeah uh, 
So you take yeah. the bar that you got from the cage and uh, 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 the claw note that you got from uh, throwing rocks at that poor raven uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, take it to H- A3, uh, A3, and uh, he makes a claw for you, this grappling hook uh, that you can tie the rope to. Yep, which you can then use to turn off the electric fence and get access to the freak show. Yes. Uh, which is real cool. It's just a really small room with three things and tanks, but they're great looking. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. this is real cool looking. Real gnarly stuff. So uh, going down the row, uh, the first one is the black swan, which is more like a, uh, a small malformed chicken looking thing mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, black and bony and it is covered in oil. Uh, you can touch the case and it breaks. <laughs> and your guy is like a real sad sack about it. It's like, oh, another thing I touched fell apart. <laughs> It'd be very funny in real life. Like you see this horrible like pickled punk. And 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 touch it and just like well shit <laughs> like I have to go kill myself I can't you know I oh but you can uh, take the bird's head uh, it's covered up in oil uh, we can actually combine this with a U branch and go over to Atri and say hey got a light uh, and he will uh, light it up this is a a, a a torch that he says will fight back darkness and warm the dead. Uh, we're yes. going to need to use this. Uh, if you use it on dead things, it will give you a vision of them, um, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you will gather their spirits. The uh, the vision it sends you, there's a really clever little bit of reusing assets, because when it shows you this, it's showing you the dark world that we're going to go explore later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it feels like it's just like, oh, wow, you know, here's an entirely different drawing of the same room in a creepy mode. Mm-hmm. That's only being used for this little scene of pulling the soul out of this dead thing. It's actually reused later. Yeah. It's uh, when they come in. It's clever into a purpose. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. No, I like no, it. Yeah. I think it's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so we, we have the torch. Um, the second thing in the, uh, the container is the stream made. This is a, a Fiji mermaid mm-hmm. with three eyes, very like a mermaid, but very specifically looking like a, a Fiji mermaid. Yeah. The um, famous taxidermy hoax thing. Yes. Uh, it has three eyes uh, and it was donated by Rhoda, Etri, and Albrecht. Um, and there's a panel of buttons that correspond to lights on its chest. That's lights out. Uh-huh. That's so funny to me. Like, just play this electronic <laughs> game in this mystical yeah. hell realm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, you have wait. to play a dark game of Battleship in order to the, unlock the Haunted Mermaid. <laughs> like, this, this, this this is the mindscape that you go to to uh, erase the boredom of a long car trip. Yeah, right. the, the mindscape, a.k.a. I love being in a haunted Cracker Barrel. Like, they, <laughs> they should just cut out the, mini ma- uh, the, 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 the middleman and make it a Cracker Barrel. Like... <laughs> My wife died of something. It's kind of my fault-ish. Uh-huh. I go to a haunted Cracker Barrel and do <laughs> After the funeral? Yeah. Like for some funeral potatoes. Uh, uh, so I have to do, you know, peg jump and lights out and tic-tac-toe <laughs> and that, that game where you, it's all the dots and you draw the boxes around things. Uh-huh. A little reversey. You mean all dots the and boxes? All the things that games do. Yeah, dots and boxes. Yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, see also the sketch we did for uh, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. <laughs> exactly it's just it's very funny like when you have something that like the i it it's i mean it's it is an immersion killing thing if i cared more about the immersion of this like if i wasn't yeah, in, yeah. i'm playing an adventure game it's very silly for this mystical mind realm to just have lights out mm-hmm. uh, and, and as as silly as it is uh, you know just like stuff like that like it feels kind of placeholdery you know like yeah. anytime anytime you see towers of hanoi uh it's there 
um, uh, instead of something cooler than Towers of Hanoi, right? Yes, it's a it's, it's another aggression to the mean thing, right? And, and uh, I just yeah. I, I don't I don't know why you would do it. The further your setting is into the fantastic, the more silly this stuff seems. Yes, like if you're just doing a sliding block puzzle and you're doing it in like an ancient temple where like maybe they lock something with a puzzle. Sure. Mm-hmm. When you're doing it in a surreal mindscape where like the rules don't have meaning and words are more symbolic than literal, it mm-hmm. ends up feeling really silly. Yeah. Like I laughed out loud when this came up and I, I don't hate lights out. Like I'm fine with lights out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I just, but I, I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> like seriously? Okay. Um, uh, and and also like the like the, nothing is lit so the actual uh solution is incredibly simple all yeah. you have to do is just you know like oh like hit, hit three hit four dots on the edges so that the uh the t's line up and fill in the middle without it overlapping yep. and you're good yep, yep. yep this wakes her up you've done the the puzzle that wakes her up uh and she wants to know what's been done to her you know she's like oh this isn't me i can't think right um they did something to me Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, she thinks back and she just remembers metal and light and voices yeah. saying that this will help. Obviously talking about doctors in a hospital, you know, taking yes. her back for some kind of intervention that, uh, went poorly, you know, yeah. and, you know, saying, you know, people like that sign their work. If you want their names, I'm sure you can find them. Yeah. You know? Uh, which we, we've seen on mm-hmm. the uh, little, uh, plaque yeah. there, uh, uh you know, yeah. They say that, oh, or she said, oh, they, they, they carve something in my head. You know, they put something in there, you know, this knowledge of how to carve metal, you know, like she mentioned, you know, the plaque mentions a tree. That's, that's eight, three. We're going to meet Rhoda, um, yeah. uh, later on. But, um, you know, so we say like, you know, we ask her like, Hey, can you make me a weapon to kill the dark thing? Uh, and she won't make anything for us unless, uh, we bring her, uh, something to replicate. Uh, we show her the beak dagger and the stranger asks, Hey, can you make this sharper? Um, and she says, oh, when a woman from the water asks you, uh, gives you a blade, she always begs a boon. Uh, so you got to go do something for her before she will do this. Uh, she wants to know what her name was. Yes. Uh, in the final tank, there's a big evil starfish, like psychic starfish, a big starro mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing, uh, known for its irritability and powerful gastric acid. Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very much so. Uh, you have to have it acid reflux uh, its way out of the cage. Um, you interact with it and it communicates with you psychically, giving you little prompts and then giving you three options that kind of float in the air. Yeah. And you're choosing the, the negative mm-hmm. picks, uh, like the nastiest connotations. Yeah. And if you do this enough times in a row, it breaks the cage. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it describes itself in this way that is like virtuous and symbolic. So he says, I am an act and need no brain. Uh, and the options are, you know, bliss. So you could see that you could see fire like, oh, yes, you know, fire acts that way. It has an intelligence, you know, seemingly. But, uh, you know, there is no brain there. It just acts. Or you could just say, oh, you're describing an idiot. And if you call it an idiot, it's like, no. Yeah. Uh, and it rages. And every time that it does that, it cracks the tanks some more. Yeah. You basically have to get the the riddles wrong. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, once it does this, it spits its acid on you, melting you, which you then have to return and use the empty bottle uh, that you have from the Nepenthe uh, to gather up some acid. Yes. There. Um, uh, and so we, we we have this, and there's not been anything you know around that seems like it might know her name, like uh, uh, a tree. 
uh, A3 is not uh, really doing anything for you there. Uh, but we do have a grappling hook and a rope that is as long as we need it to be. You know, it says, mm-hmm. you know, life has a way of giving you rope long enough to hang yourself. So we can use this grappling hook uh, to go down the well uh, to kind of see what is down there. Because when we've jumped out, we've kind of seen this root structure below. Yes. Yeah. So if we jump, we won't make it. But if we climb down, we can find something. Yes. You know, uh, which we do. And we find a cicada grub uh, that is gnawing on the uh, the use root bulb. You, your root. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you look at it, it's like something trying to get out. Um, its shell is too thick to cut through without spraying, like pouring some acid on it, mm-hmm. which you can then do and cut it open. And then the uh, the grub molts out. Mm-hmm. and forms wings and then like it does kind of a smash cut of you riding the cicada that's <laughs> real yeah it's, it's real, real uh, funny luck dragon. Ending story yeah. yeah it's very luck dragon <laughs> like, uh this allows you to fly down to where the roots terminate yeah this kind of core down there mm-hmm. uh there's a few uh animal cage like train cars like a circus train kind of deal and you can hear somebody sobbing inside uh, you use the torch on there to light it up, and it reveals this man uh, covered in hair. We got a cousin it kind of kind of thing here going. Uh, wait, is it cousin it who's the hairy one, or is it the th- the the thing is the hand, right? The thing is the hand. Cousin it is, is the hairy is the guy. furry. Yeah. Gotcha. With the okay, there we go. Uh, and this is Rota. Uh, you know, referring to Norse mythology, like a rat man kind of guy. Also, you know, referring to a wheel. Uh, and he's angry. He does not want to be seen or to see. Uh, and he is sobbing uh, because they took inside Rota away. This child was taken from him. And now he's just an empty shell full of money, yes. which could refer to like, oh, my child was, you know, he grew up and sold out. Or it could literally be this rat that had coins in it. Um, yeah, and we find, rat. yeah, it's the rat. You use the torch on it and it says Rota uh, is its name. And you take its spirit. Uh, and then you just hand over the rat skin. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's some skin. <laughs> my He's boy, look it. what they've done to my boy. Uh, with that torch, you can take that uh, soul from anything that died, uh-huh. basically. You get an achievement, which I got accidentally by just taking all the souls you can. Yeah. Uh, just because I didn't know whether I'd need how many I would need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, it seems handy. I didn't realize <laughs> I was doing an evil thing, but the uh, achievement seemed to implicate I was. Only uh, some these of them constructs in my mind. So <laughs> yeah. the, the, some of them are fine with it. Others are, uh, you know, like very specifically, um, they abhor the fact that you interrupted their rest. Yeah. Uh, to wake them back up again. They wanted to stay gone. Sucks to be figments in my imagination, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can ask like, Hey, where are we? This is, this is pretty clever. It says a carnival is where flesh rises, which is literally what carnival means. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Carn, you know, flesh. Um, and it says a grave is where flesh sinks, you know, and here, you know, is somewhere in between, uh, psychological horror. This is a purgatory or a limbo of sorts. Yes. Oh. And a carnival of sorts. Yeah. Carnival boxcars, uh, boxcars. Uh, Rhoda, Etri, and Elbrick are uh, the they, the metal crafters who uh, cut and burn. Etri, aka E3, E3, uh, has gone the furthest. Uh, mm-hmm. A might of a man in a metal box. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the ones who made the stream made what she is. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, just like, yeah, you know, we machine men, we found this nymph and we made her an imago. 
uh, you know, saying like, oh, you know, I'll tell your, I'll, I'll, I'll tell your name if you give me that rat skin, right? Yeah. And says, oh, you know, it's probably it's something you know, like nine Eve, you know, German for no, no Eve or nine of nine of a uh the uh lake where the lady uh the lake where the lady of the lake lives or uh Nineveh this uh destroyed Syrians uh, a Syrian city biblical reference you know Jacob like okay there will be a reprieve there but also proverbs talking about you know the city and the civilization there being like a uh like a tub that is draining yes and Arthurian myth as well like yep. it's all it's real hodgepodgey uh and again this is probably around the point where I started getting irked at this. Mm, okay. uh, if I, if I had to guess, like it's about halfway through a little bit more than halfway through the game. I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just from bombardment. Yeah. Bombardment's uh, definitely there. And I'm like, Ooh, I know what Nineveh is. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't truck with that kind of thing. No, you know, you know yeah, that I yeah. love and respect you. I just, I mm-hmm. can't truck with that. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. It, 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 it plays in it. You know, I think the, the, the mermaid is definitely this, uh, it's a sympathetic figure. It's also a stand in, uh, you know, for the, for the woman herself and the fact mm-hmm. that we never, you know, we never learn who Alberic is and it's straight up implied Alberic doesn't exist. It's just some, you know, a third, third one, third thing for the stranger to project himself on like, oh yeah, Alberic is you. That's another possible name, you know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, when later the name thing. thing. Yeah. 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 I, I just, the, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into it. It's a matter of taste. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. It it's I liked the mermaid as a character. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was being distracted by an unrelated quiz. Mm, yeah. You know, uh unrelated trivia game that I was playing like yeah. like watching just, a movie and playing a game on my phone at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And I I, I liked that all, all three of them could possibly be, be what it is. Not Eve. It is not the Eve to your Adam. You know, it is a stand-in for the woman. Uh Nineveh, uh the uh the lake, you know, she makes that allusion to the lady of the lake giving you the blade, etc. Nineveh destroyed, you know, drained a bathtub, you know, something, you know, that was there and isn't. Uh yeah. all three of them could have could have possibly applied. But effectively it's the same thing as we could be the Furies, we could be, you know, the strange sisters, we could be the, could be the yeah, fates. Could, yeah. Yeah. Could be three three hags. Yeah. Uh the dark thing appears and kills Rhoda. Uh you go to the surface and give the mermaid her name, so she sharpens the dagger and then dies. Yes. Um, um and then with this, we can go down to uh the glowing root knot that is at the uh at the down down by where Rhoda was. And the woman isn't inside there, but it does contain her uh glowing hair that is made of gold. Uh that will be important because it will be material for a tree to use. Yeah, to to build wings. Mm-hmm. Uh we get a vision of the woman on this knotted fleshy platform of bone full of these holes and crawling spiders and bugs. Yeah. Uh, grody. Um, with the sharpened dagger, we can go and widen the hole in the circus tent mm-hmm. and get in, get inside uh, here. This was a I to know to do this. I needed a hint mm-hmm. um, because I had forgotten that this was here and I had already gotten a thing. You'd already used it. this, yeah. I already used it. Like it, it kind of violated the key and lock principle yeah. of escape room and puzzle design stuff to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up using the hint thing, and they're like, "Aren't you at least a little bit curious as to what's in that tent?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and just a really like you fucking moron. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, I, I the, a really important plot object was in the tent. I grabbed yeah, it. Yeah. You know, like I, I was curious. I did the thing, man. I, I gave it to cousin it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about Q? Uh, but you, really you go in there and the, the attraction inside this tent is the teratoma. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing looks great. It is this horrible like organ, this heart shaped organ kind of thing with arms and legs coming out of it instead mm-hmm. of veins and arteries. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. 
and I also love that it's here. It has like it's the it's the main attraction, but there's nothing in the stands. Nobody yeah, is here for chairs, those awful things. Yeah, yeah. Empty chairs facing a, a thing is one of my you know that's a big Elden Ring trick. Like uh-huh. I love just a gallery of empty chairs. Yeah, looking at something. Do, do we uh, need to tell people what a teratoma is? It's one of those tumors that could have like fingernails and eyes, eyes and hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's they're no good. Yeah, uh, it's it's not. You know, you don't want them. Yeah. Um, uh, if you find a freestanding one, <laughs> go the other way. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, uh, except here, you can get closer and see that it is not just unpleasant at a distance. Up close, uh, the entire thing, it, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit like a, uh, uh, what's the berserk thing? The, uh, uh, oh, the, the baylet. Yeah, it's kind of like a baylet. It's covered with orifices, but not like, you know, eyes and mouths and noses. It's a bunch of vaginas. You got there's like yeah. an eye in the center. There's some mouths, anuses all around. And again, <laughs> similar to the lights out thing, uh-huh. I cannot describe the laugh out loud and and without being too harsh, laughing at this game, you know, yeah, not really yeah. with it. That what you do with these is you play Simon. <laughs> I overthought it when I first played it because like, oh, it wants me to touch it as what, you know, is what your character mm-hmm. says, you know, and just like, okay, well, obviously don't because you're going to get eaten. And, you know, I, I messed around with it anyway. Uh, and uh, like, I was overthinking it, thinking that it was going to be anything but Simon. But mm-hmm. when it started repeating the same pattern, just kind of tracing out like a big, like six pointed pentagram, you know, kind of mm-hmm. deal. Uh, I, I also was a little bit underwhelmed. I was like, why am I playing Simon with a bunch of anuses? It, it just doesn't make it like, this is what my mind comes up with. Like it ends up, it's very, it very much contributes to that. Like miss of the heady tone for me mm-hmm. that it doesn't, the, the, when, when I talk about the things not feeling related, like mm-hmm. this stuff feels very perfunctory and placeholder. Yeah. It doesn't earn or rise to the letter level of illusion that the yeah. rest of the game does. Like, this it, is this is a definite yeah. miss in that regard. Like the thing about this is like, oh, there's a it's it's another tumor. Like, hey, there's cancer yeah. involved here. There's a you know, there's a story about this. Maybe the sexual side of it, but it's real unsexy sexual. You know, like it is not yeah. meant to be like the bubblehead nurses where it is, you know, kind of like there's an alluring part of this, but overall it is horrific. No, this is just horrific top to bottom. It's just horrific top to bottom. And then doing one of the simple elements of games. Yes. You know, one of the, one of the basic building blocks mm-hmm. uh, of games by playing yeah. Simon, just a memory game. Here. If you're, if you're doing Simon, that was a chance to do something cooler. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, this could have been a puzzle. Yep. Um, you know, it's supposed to say you buy in for $11 from the board game aisle at Fred Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do Simon correctly with the buttholes, it births a, <laughs> uh, an eye, which you can then, that came right out of a butt that you can then have Fimble Famble stick directly <laughs> into his waiting socket. Uh, so it, it really, the dark thing killing him is yeah kind of uh, mercy. Is that or sepsis? Like, this guy was going down. <laughs> days numbered yeah uh, so now that he has an eye though and he remarks like oh it's nice it's nice to see something from somebody else's eye yeah. uh you know it's not it's not his own it he sees, like it, uh, sees it differently yeah. <laughs> um but now that he has it, he can write down the word wing uh which is what we need again following the uh the directions that murmur gave before he got got yeah uh the dark thing appears, uh, Fimble Famble says, I can, I see you here. And then he kills Fimble Famble. Mm-hmm. The eye drops to the ground and the Raven grabs it and runs away. 
Um, <laughs> big payday. Score. Big payday. Uh, you go to 8-3. Eight, 8-3 three. Uh, eight, three is dead. He's been killed. Uh, but you can use the torch to revive him for one last time. So he can take, you put the golden hair on the anvil and give him the wing thing. And he makes golden uh, Icarus wings. Yes. Uh, Icarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, So now you can uh, head west to the uh, where the Furies were and the Valkyrie ride was. Um, the dark thing attacks the roller coaster and and breaks. I did this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, went over here, but whenever you show Kobe or first, he breaks it. Yeah, yeah. You also get a, a vision of the woman on the platform. You know the bony one before the spiders have uh, organized. Yes. <laughs> you <don't know>. uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they uh, they decided to eat her. They kind of swarm up on her, and then there's nothing left. Yeah. Uh, the dark thing, you know, burned this platform, burns out the motor of the Valkyrie ride and the maskettes uh, tell you that you need to refill that with spirits using the uh, spirit torch mm-hmm. to gather up five spirits of dead things from around the carnival. Uh, I had already been doing this and I had all of them basically. Yeah. Uh, you pop them into the battery uh, there and you can ride the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dark thing kills the maskettes. Of course there. Uh, but the car can only go so far and it stops because there's a big gap uh, in, in the tracks. Yeah. There. And you need the wings to cross it. You can you can also just jump off too if you want. Yeah, that's why I I went here way before this and ended up jumping off because yeah. again you don't part of the like the, the dark side of like the uh, there's no downside to death, but death can sometimes advance the story. Mm-hmm. Is that death then becomes part of your vocabulary of throwing things against the wall? It's your you checklist. Know, like, yeah, yeah. Like you you in adventure games, even the best ones, I find come down at some point to just try and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and with here, with making death one of the things you try, it does mean a lot of just start over, see that uh, an unskippable animation of your eye mm-hmm. that shows every time you die and then having to walk back to where you were. Yeah. Like there, there's some mild friction there. Um, they, they, they go a certain amount to uh, kind of ameliorating that because you can do the double click on the exit to just yes. load the next screen. Um, love it. Every adventure game should do it. Every adventure game should do. I never want to watch a character walk. No. Um, but I, I did not like watching that unskippable eye. Neither did I. Uh, thing. I, you end up watching it a lot, both mm-hmm. with mandatory and experimental deaths. Yes. And accidental mm-hmm. uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you fly. Uh, and uh, before you can get up to the platform, the dark thing, uh, not its true form, but, you know. A uh, crab? A, 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 like a the climax. sign of cancer? The dark sign, you mean? Because, yeah, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he it appears and he does the uh, the the annual crab grab on you. Uh, yes. the hundred, hundred, hundred. Uh, real heads oh, will well know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, you bet you weren't expecting that today. No, no. Well, well done. Good crab grab pull. Yeah. Uh, so it grabs you and starts kind of slowly moving you towards its mouth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's doing here comes the airplane on itself it, it's here comes the airplane and you uh you have to use the so acid on its claw so it'll drop you uh then you use uh it uses its injured claw to guard its mouth so you use the torch to blind it and then you throw the knife directly into its like waiting eye maw thing yeah uh which then shrieks and dissolves uh all of your stuff before dissolving uh itself and you wake up in the alternate version of strange land deadland
Yeah, death for the dead. Yep. Uh, but you have no head. Nope. You're just walking around straight jacket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can still interact with stuff, but you cannot communicate with things. Uh, yes. It's it's very funny if you try and talk with something because his arms will kind of move. Yep. <laughs> um, the uh, when you go to approach the clown entrance, it's your head uh, now. <laughs> the, uh, the, with the, the mouth cloud. dripping. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it jokes with you about how you never know uh, until the end whether something will be a comedy or a tragedy. No, yeah. um, that's not true. Um, <laughs> like that sounds poetic and stuff, but that's not actually the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the well screen is now this fleshy cavern. Like the whole thing has a more organic, like last level of contra feel to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Now um, there are all these little holes in the floor. And something that I find annoying is that during this entire part, the dark thing phases in to fill the screen with scat- static uh-huh. and make your character kind of have a se- like an unskippable seizure. Yeah. And then, while, just and then you have you to run. Timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Just he'll try to get you and you just leave and it just feels like it doesn't add tension and just waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, inappropriate. Good, it's going for the clock tower, you know, something chasing you kind of thing. Uh, yeah. not it, you know, it's, it's really hard to sell that in a, in a point and click kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why point and click, like it was all the rage for a long time that point and click adventures all had to have an action scene in the middle. And then we all realized Tim Schafer is actually kind of a bad game designer. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the worst part about full throttle. Uh huh. You know, like he's, he's, he's real funny. Uh huh. But he, yeah, a lot of his games have that kind of stuff, like a yeah, little bit of action yeah. stuff and it's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's, you know, uh, like it's kind of, kind of why like we don't have clock tower games anymore. They tried yeah. it. It was like yeah. neat, but it's, you know, it's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, uh, and everything's monochrome here too. So you got the flesh caverns, bone holes, monochrome, just a uh, darker in general. Uh, your head calls over to you from murmurs tank. Uh, and also we've got uh, the, the the raven with our little tiny head up top. Uh, mm-hmm. What I don't like is when you talk to the raven, the voice isn't high-pitched. Yeah, it <laughs> probably got, should be. It can, it can have your voice, but it should be like a tiny voice. Yeah, little yeah. raven, buddy. Yeah. Uh, the head in the jar, the the murmur head, uh, you know, says find a way to break this open so we can be reunited. Uh, you can't really talk to him. He doesn't have answers. He's been in the tank for a very long time. Yeah. Um. um there's this malformed limb growing from an a ledge that was once on that path to the freak show, uh, yeah. to that area. Um, you can grab this and you can use it to smash open the head tank and put your head back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this kind of strange, uh, symmetrical, like a flash of the symmetrical horror machine slash face. doesn't really pop up again. It's just kind of, Hey, here, here's something fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's, here's an image. Yeah. Uh, which is creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we have our full body, uh, we can leap down the well and we fall endlessly through space. Um, there's little glowing moats uh, that we can kind of move towards, like click towards mm-hmm. as we're falling to kind of try to aim ourselves to grab the cicada, yeah. our, our little buddy who will catch us. <laughs> he catches us and gives us a pep talk. Yeah. It gives us a little philosophical lesson uh, yeah. in, case you, in case you didn't know these references. <laughs> here they are. Yeah, you know? saying you know, do you do you know what the you know the differing def- definitions of imago are? You know, there's entomology and psychotherapy. You know, it can be an adult in its fi- final form, or in psychotherapy, it is the kind of idealized vision of another person. Um, and in Latin, it is literally an echo. And it says, whichever version you saw when you leapt into that pit, I advise you to look up, not down, in your search. Yeah, I. Uh, 
He says that uh, cicadas live for around 6,000 days, only to experience light and love for just a week. Uh, I beg you, do not waste your wings and do not spurn the mana you are given. Yes. Um, and then throws up some goop, some purple goop, <laughs> yeah. and then heads down the hole. Uh, there is goop about. Yeah. Uh, we can't grab it. We uh, need to uh, have something to contain the goop. Um, so we head north. And where the circus, the circus tent was, there's now this web webbed over gash in the fleshy rock here. We can't break through the webs. Off to the left, there's a different version of the shooting gallery uh, without a gun, uh, and this time with uh, human skulls instead of uh, instead of the cattle skulls there. Mm-hmm. And you use rocks on mm-hmm. them instead of the gun uh, to wake them up. The skulls speak in the mascots' voices, and the prize is the balm of Gilead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. Um, you throw the, those rocks to change those circuit, circuit circuitry patterns on these foreheads until they line up. So you're, you're doing another kind of resident evil turning on the power flow yeah, yeah. style puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, here in order to get this balm, but the bottle yes. is empty. There is no balm. Yeah. So it's not the biblical, uh, proverb. It's not the spiritual. It is, it is the Raven, uh, and the tads recite this mocking version of uh, pose the raven and then fade. So we've got yes. an empty bottle, which is still useful. Yeah. Uh, for goop. Mm-hmm. So we can go and grab that, uh, that, you know, regurgitant. Yeah. The cicada stuff. Um, <laughs> it's the pulps that. and the roots that it was chewing on. The you roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the urge to gurge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we go over to where uh, Fimble Famble would be. And there's another version of you uh, here with no eyes, still writing what the Raven says. Uh, But there's a a serpent hanging uh, from above you, dripping poison on you. Yeah. Uh, The serpent aorta. I I love the, uh, the, the the kind of lamprey mouth slash face that the serpent has just Mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't look like a snake. Looks like a, something that should be at the bottom of the sea. And this, this snake hanging over you and dripping poison into your mouth forever is a low key thing. Yes. Uh, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to mimic that, uh, you know, Loki, uh, <laughs> had somebody there to catch the, uh, you know, to catch the acid, uh, mm-hmm. for a while anyway. Uh, this scribe you, this version of yourself doesn't remember his name. You know, he thinks he recalls the name Gershom, the name of the stranger in the strange land from the, uh, Bible quotes. Uh, and he speaks entirely in Bible quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you ask him if he has any meat, and he says that, you know, the fool eats his own flesh. Um, if you throw a rock at the raven, you knock out its tooth. Uh, it says tooth, and the scribe writes that down. Yeah. Uh, which serves as a work order for uh, heading west, uh, the new A3, which is this awesome, like, big, gape-mouthed skull yeah. on this melted and warped platform. The mouth, something that I love in Giger, and it's also, you know, especially a... Um, especially a hallmark of uh, Beksinski, uh, that kind of visual thing where like stuff ultimately takes on this like layered and flaky kind of material uh, appearance where everything kind of looks like it's uh, like, like uh, uh, rotting paper or like a, like rotting frayed edges of a, of a book kind of deal. Mm. You got that going on with the mouth here in a big, bad way. Yeah. It's also like the thing that skin does when you're dying. Well, yeah. You know, like that, that is cre- creepy. Yeah. Is, is your flash. It's, it's one of my very, very first, uh, memories of being around somebody who is dying. Yeah. The, uh, and just really, really stuck with me for eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
yep, that, that feels like dry paper over a wet sponge. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll never, literally never forget that sensation. Yep. Um, yeah. My parents should have protected me from this for a while. Yeah. They'd give me a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. oh, your great grandma's going to give you sloppy kisses. And, uh, yep. oh boy. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, <sighs> but anyway, uh, we can take this, uh, regurgitant, which is the pulp, which is the root pulp, uh, put it on the anvil, which is just this nodule growing out of the flesh there. Uh, and instead of the fire, uh, Atrian side is inside there. Uh, he's not going to use any fire. It's going to be his, you know, hatred and resentment that you know, provides the heat for it. Uh, given the mallet and he will forge you a new dagger with it. Yes. Yep. Uh, where the dog was, there's a, a feral version of yourself. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> The little angry version of yourself who will eat you, but you don't, we don't have anything to give it yet. Yeah. Uh, so we have to poison it. We have to do, we're kind of doing versions of what we did in the first half mm-hmm. of this too. Like the first half of this serves as a libretto for the second half in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, having that knife, we can open up the cobwebs uh, in the circus tent. <laughs> um, uh, this is where the, uh, the teratoma was initially. Yeah. Instead of teratoma, this whole thing is just chock-a-block, just packed full of little homunculi. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> li- little little guys, little versions of yourself that you can grab. Uh-huh. Uh, it wiggles in your inventory, and we can use them over and over like meat uh, here. <laughs> just a little jerky, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, so we can go and we can catch some of the poison from the serpent, uh, and then uh, put that in the homunculus, killing the, the homunculus and tainting it. And then feeding it to the dog version of yourself. Yes. Uh, to who, feed it. who fades away, not happy. Uh, uh, acidic snake's venom, not necessarily as pleasing as Nepenthe is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you look through the telescope here. Uh, we can see there's a building where that crab used to be glowing with white light, surrounded by mirrors. The self. Mm. Uh, we go up the tracks here. You know, when we walk towards where the mascots were, and said there are three versions of yourself, uh, past, mm-hmm. present, and future. Um, it talks about how everyone wears a mask, you know, all the time, but you don't want to see what's beneath them. Uh, you know, that's the, uh, a very high school poetry yearbook yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I do like what they throw in here. Maybe underneath all those layers of overcoats, there's only a dead rat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sideways stories from wayside school friends represent. <laughs> yeah. We, we, like real, real deep reference. <laughs> yeah there uh to get to the tracks beyond them uh we have to look them in the eye and say please we have to ask you know to want it uh and they they do uh they ask you to remember what you call them during the uh murmurs tarot reading yes what they were um and it's asking whether you remember this i didn't realize this was an achievement i thought you just had to remember it Mm -hmm. but you can say i don't remember and it's fine they don't kill you or anything yeah yeah um, and there's a, there's an interpretation, uh, for, you know, any of these and it's, it's you saying it, right. Um, mm. you know, so like, you just like, oh, pass me as a hanged man. Cause I was condemned and I didn't know it. Um, and I chose future me as hermit because, you know, obviously, uh, what's going to be happening here and, you know, the, just say like, are you going to make me say it? Are you, you know, are you going to make me say it? She's gone. Like, yeah. this is, this is you admitting, you know it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you walk up the tracks and you get into this building uh, here. Um, there is an eye above the door, uh, real Ocarina of Time style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> use this, uh, this knife to blind it. And then there are these unbroken mirrors that are around it that we have to break 
mm-hmm. to get inside uh, this zone. Yeah. Um, to get in, there's a little vestibule with this registration desk. Uh, the mouth above the door says, please write your name to continue. And then uh, this eye fills us in. Um, so you have to write, there's a bunch of achievements here in Easter eggs, but the clever uh-huh. bit, you know, the, the riddle again, very escape roomy. Uh-huh. Uh, it's saying, please write your name. And then you write your name. Uh, the the words. Hello. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, speak, speak, friend and enter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, friend and enter. And then you, you enter. <laughs> and then you go to the, the mirror house. I, this, this like, this I, is a little running it. out of steam. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was like slowly, you know, the, the leak in the, the boat happened about halfway through uh-huh. at this point, this is obnoxious to me. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't... I don't know how I would have done a, co- a climax for this game. Yeah, but this sucks. I uh, there's there's no good puzzles here. You have mm-hmm. no good puzzle ideas uh, from this point on. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I do not know what the mirror house is trying to represent, other than kind of like uh, calling out or signposting for our main character his self obsession. You know, like literally sure. everything is, and you know, everything outside of you is just you know you you know looking looking back at yourself kind of deal. You're also you, inside you, your own head, so of course that's what it is. But yeah. it, it, it it just feels like a hat on a hat on a hat and a hat and a hat at this point. Yeah, you know, to me, like it's hats all the way down. Yeah, you know? uh, and and psychology one hundred and one stuff like this this kind of going into a house of mirrors. Like, there's no more blunt symbol. Mm-hmm. For going in, you know, the interior interior life. This you this do, this doesn't feel additive, and it feels a little bit like it's contributing to a bit of like ending fatigue, you know, because yeah. like this isn't this isn't the end. This is just kind of like a bit a bit of a nothing space where you do like you know pull from the adventure game cliches like oh when you walk one way around a thing it changes this way when you walk around the other way it's you know it, it changes another way. Um, it's doing the, you, you, you pick up the, you know, shards of something and then you have to fit them in, you know, to assemble stuff. And then, you know, to like to assemble here, you're putting a mirror back together so you can look at yourself, all of the other, you know, mirrors that you look into and see, you know, it's your body, but with like an animal head that is like mocking you. Right. Yeah. Or no yeah. head. There's one more yes. head. You basically just kind of walk around this area and pick up glass shards. And then you're literally, literally rotating the shards to put them in place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, last episode we talked about devotion. There's the part where you do that with the x-rays and <laughs> that was silly in devotion, like to yeah. do a little junior jumble in the middle of the, of the game, but it's extra silly here because they've done it a lot yeah. and the rest of the story doesn't earn it. Like it doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, at least to me. Yeah. So, uh, you it's, do that. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah, uh, there's there's really not. It's not really worth going through over and over and over. Uh, no, I'm um, get this last shard. It's balancing on the edge of the pool. Uh, you know, the shard falls in as you reach for it, so you have to drain the pool and get down to the floor where the shard has pierced this eye. Uh, and you pick this and you put it up to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, reassemble this this shard, put it in a mirror, yeah. rotating in the shapes. Uh, when you do so, this beam shoots out of the mirror uh, to the mirror on the opposite side, turning into a portal which you then step into and the mirror breaks behind you. Yes. Um, um, kind of adding up to very little <laughs> in terms of yeah. the overall metaphor. It, it's a room. Go, go, go do yeah. some business. Um, yeah. So so you step through 
Uh, and now you are at the cage where the dark thing was, but instead of there being the mass, there is the, uh, there is the woman, uh, except now instead of having golden hair, uh, she's bald because she has gone through chemo. You know, the mermaid has pretty much said, and also the cancer and stuff. This is a person who has died because of cancer or because of medical, um, you know, complications, you know, things like that, something out of your control. And when you go to embrace her, you get this telephone ringing that's happening from out of nowhere. It's, you know, in your head. And then you grasp your head and vomit, creating this other version of yourself with the dark thing for, for a head, the shadow. Yep. Uh, And he says, this has always been his favorite part and kind of lays into you. Like again, calling back that you've done this a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Like we're only seeing the last loop. Yes. The perfect loop. You know, take a take a good look at the setting that you made for a little escapade. You knew life was nothing but a carnival game rigged from the start. You knew you couldn't win. It was just a matter of how much you would lose before you realized it was time to quit. Yes. Uh, oh. And then uh, the shriek starts and the dark thing pierces you, sending you back to Strangeland. So you're out of Deadland now and you're at the foot of the Valkyrie. Um, and this is doing the Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge kind of deal where somebody is coming in and, you know, killing you. Uh, but you have to do something with the limited time that you have on these screens uh, that you're going to be cycling through uh, to get the items that you need to ultimately thwart him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Thing talks to you. It says it's always been in your head behind you. Um, the Black Dog, uh, you know, and we see the Black Dog. Uh, but we fed it and it got as big as the sun and now there's nowhere to run. Yeah. You know, we, we've, uh, fed the worst part of ourselves, the, the dark, our dark impulses. Yes. You know, um, every time it kills you, you cycle this other place, as you mentioned. Uh, and as you go through, you're making a grappling hook to grab the wings from the Valkyrie sign and use them to get across the gap. Yes. Um, uh, and you yeah. get up there and, you know, you are embracing the woman who now has golden, brilliant hair now that you're out of Deadland. And the the shadow gets up there behind you, gets uh, gets to the cage. Um, and, you know, it says, and we get to see his face, which is really fucked up. No eyes, crying black tears. There's no nose. It's just the skeleton nostrils. Uh, mm-hmm. The most disturbing part of the of the skull. <laughs> to me oh yeah yeah Yeah. um uh uh, you know the mouth is uh why this wide open quivering gash that is seeping out this black smoke uh, smoke as it's uh talking to you saying there's no dark thing you liar and he says with contempt you know all this is just an an evasion you're just trying to forget that she is dead uh you know you can't walk your you can't talk your way out of that you can't cut your way out of that uh it says i'm your mirror saying like all this you know like you're trying to find solutions to this, but there is no solution. Yeah. Uh, so we get, this is our ending choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically we can choose to either resign or reject, uh, you know, to this thing. Um, I rejected the okay. thingy, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, but it, you resign. That's what, uh, you know, the notes here will, will follow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, different things happen again. This is the ending, ending Tron 3000, uh, human <laughs> revolution thing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if you resign, the woman says, you know, he's saying facts, uh, but a mirror can show a dim reflection at best. Yeah. Uh, the facts doing, are not truths. Yeah. Doing a Corinthians thing there, you yeah. know, and says like, yeah, this is symbols and metaphors, you know, but like, you know, all of this stuff actually, you know, it, it is not just a, a hindrance, you know, to us. It's not just a thing to hide. It also lets us see the, tr- you know, truths, the world's truths through the eyes of another. 
you know, and says like, like, yeah, you were following this light, but I'm not here. Like this is the, the, you know, you made that this light is inside you and you can, you can find it again, you know, and it, it pulls the, pulls the line, you know, like, uh, if, if all you see is darkness, you may in fact be the light for somebody else, that kind of thing. And this item appears in your inventory, this orb. like a pep talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it gives you this orb of lightness. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself, creator of strange land. <laughs> um, the, uh, here at the end. Yeah. Um, th- that actually, so the reject accept isn't the ending Tron. Uh, okay. This happens regardless of which you get this orb in your inventory when she tells you this mm-hmm. uh, and says, you need to learn to fly again, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the shadow says that that's contemptible. You know, you cannot do that. Uh, yeah, out there where you'd fly to is what you're running from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a truth. I'll cut you with a knife and you are presented with your ending Tron. Um, you have the knife, the orb, and the woman uh, in the shadow. You can jump off the ledge uh, at the back. You can stab yourself you can try or try to stab the shadow. Mm-hmm. Those will all kill you. Um, and you get the dark ending, which is the clown telling a joke, implying that you're just going to start again. Yeah. Instead, you use the, the hope orb mm-hmm. that the woman gave you, and the shadow dissipates. Yeah, uh, allowing you to move on with your life. Yes, the woman kisses you, and you grow these golden wings, and then fly up um, into the void as a uh, strange land below you kind of disintegrates. You no longer need it, and we get this, yes. uh, you know, fade, 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 fade to white. So you know what's happened here. The stranger, he he didn't kill his wife or this woman who was important to him. You know, instead, no. it, yeah, he yeah. you know was it it destroyed him. He considered himself to be responsible as all of this stuff, you know, happened and built up around him. And, you know, the, 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 the dark thing wasn't the cancer that ultimately wasn't the problem for him. It was his approach, his perspective. It was his depression or self-loathing, any of that, that was ultimately, you know, the torture that was the thing that was eating at him, you know, that he conceptualized as, you know, something outside of him that was eating at somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And now because she's told you to move on and you're the light for other people, you grow wings and move on with the rest of your life. Yeah. Not subtle. Yeah. Not, not subtle. Uh, and then you, you, yeah, that's credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a very sweet in memoriam, you know, for three of the dev relatives, including the grandparents who were the uh, inspiration for this. Uh, and mm-hmm. also, you know, because this was a COVID game uh, and all those and all that we lost in this long, last long, lonely year, uh, which is sweet. Yeah. I uh, something talking thinking about the ending of this, like, mm-hmm. and then having played um, the Evil Within two, okay, since uh, beat this really underlines a little bit of where this falls flat for me. In the, you know, in addition, mm-hmm. like moving on after the death of a loved one is obviously the right thing to do. Yes, it's just it's such a conventional and rote message mm-hmm. that. It doesn't end up if that's what that's what I meant when I said it felt like it doesn't add up to anything mm-hmm. like this is the only way the story can end. Yeah, there was nothing else that this story can do. It's it's a solved problem and it, it's a solved problem that doesn't feel like it tells me anything new about grief. Like, yeah. I think that I might have been a little bit more and obviously this came from a place of real grief. I'm not challenging the creator's bona fides right yeah, yeah but i might have before i've gone through a lot of grief i might have felt a little bit stronger about this in terms of like it it coming across better mm-hmm. this doesn't feel well observed to me mm. like in regards to grief part yeah. of the reason why all of the illusions and all of the clever cleverness 
doesn't add up to anything is because this doesn't touch my heart because this is it feels abstract and cliche which is like a really bad combo yeah uh you know it doesn't feel well observed or full of like there are little clues you can figure out to figure out what happened yeah you know there are little illusions that's cancer where you can solve the equation of it yeah, but there's no emotional truth yeah. in this yeah there, there's like foreshadowing that's pleasing because you get to know what happened you mm-hmm. get to know the the, the literal narrative mm-hmm. there's no emotional truth here like this didn't tell me anything about grieving this didn't feel true about what the process of, mm-hmm. of grieving is like, at least in, in my experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I could not wring any heart out of this. Like the mermaid character is sad, mm-hmm. uh, but there's just, it, it doesn't, that's really what it was is it feels very cold to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the illusion stuff is distant, makes it feel more cold. Like it already felt cold, but just the nonstop literary, stuff that made it feel colder mm-hmm. uh, for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, something that is coming out in talking about this, you know, I definitely agree that this feels like an incomplete exploration of, uh, of grief, you know, mm-hmm. also of depression or any of these other, you know, kind of ways that a person can get in their own way, especially as a result of something traumatic, like losing a loved one. Right. Something that I think is missing from the picture here that would have expanded the scope of this, but I think drawn a more complete and thus more accurate picture would have been some kind of, you know, like take away some of the clutter of the illusion and replace Mm -hmm. it with detail about other ways that this grief, this sorrow, this hopelessness, you know, any number of different shades of what's at the core here had affected the life. Uh, had affected the stranger's life as opposed to just being so laser focused on there's this woman that I'm trying to save, but I can't. If it was a little bit more of like a full picture of a person as opposed to trying to solve this one particular mystery, I think that it really, really could have heightened and hit harder because there would have been relatable details provided, which I understand is at odds with the surreal um, uh, representation or the the surreal presentation, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I was just about to say it doesn't have to be at all. Usually when games do this, they do both. Yes. And the mixing of those two things is where you get uh you get a lot of power. Yes. You know, uh this is not a good character study. Mm-hmm. What what do I know about the stranger other than that he paid attention in English class and probably <laughs> yeah. was went to church as a kid? Mm-hmm. Like nothing. I know nothing about that. You know, he's not a well-drawn character. He's not uh, you know, Harry. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's he's not a Silent Hill protagonist. Mm-hmm. He, there's not very much depth here. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of things that grief is about, Uh huh. you know, like character and like the way that affects you, like there should have been, as opposed to everything being his mindscape as reflected through a senior in English class, what, what does his apartment look like? You know, I was going to say, I was going to say this, it's going to sound like it's a joke, but I want to see a, I want to see piled up bills, not because he couldn't pay them, but just because opening the mail was overwhelming. Yep. That that is real, right? Like that is that is a real thing that yeah. happens in depression and in grief. Yes, and you can represent that through your clown psychic scape if you want to, mm-hmm. you know. But you mix them, yeah. and it's a weird thing. Like it's not didn't hold up as well as I wanted it to when we mm-hmm. did it. But like sanitarium does that. Like you yeah. go back and forth between the real world and the 
the mind world. Yeah. You know, there's a blending of that. This game never grounds itself in that. And it's, it's so dedicated to being, we're in a freaky mind circus that uh-huh. it, it, it's very intentional that yeah. it never grounds itself, but I think it suffers immensely for it. it. Yeah. But it, it, um, I think that it confuses, it goes so far toward being alien that it ends up being just a little bit alienating and it like leaves it down to taste whether or not those aesthetic things are going to, you know, provide nourishment for you or whether it's, you know, just a veneer, whether it's just, you know, a gold foil over top of, you know, something that is, you know, uh, quotidian, something that is pretty, ultimately pretty routine. You know, and uh, that is not where you want to live. You don't want to live just in a matter of taste, whether or not these particular tropes or illusions, you know, land for you. The the the, the substance kind of needs to be indisputable. It, as as a work, even just on a literary level, like this as a as a text, should it needs to be more successful mm-hmm. on that that level. If this were a short story, I read, I would be annoyed by it. Yeah. You know, like it, it's kind of relying on the immersive layer of games being in this environment to do a lot of heavy lifting, mm-hmm. you know, to to make up for that. If you read this in a book on its own, you'd, you'd cast it away, yeah. you know, you, you, you throw it in the garbage. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this. Like, this isn't a story. There's no real human heart in this. Uh, uh, I wouldn't you know, say there's it, no real human heart. <laughs> I just uh, well, there's one that you have to go and play Simon with its buttholes, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go that far down the ride with you. But I you know no, I, I, I just mean like yeah. you need you need character to have heart. Like uh-huh. I, I think yeah. you need to have personality and you have to have lived in detail mm-hmm. to have heart. Like uh, you, I guess it's just operating on an archetype archetypical level. Yeah, that is. He, distancing he starts like, the stranger, but he absolutely shouldn't remain a, a stranger yes. either to himself or to us. It's really, really uh, not served. If we had done this game any other month and it wasn't surrounded by the evil within two and devotion, Mm -hmm. it would come off a lot better because devotion is an absolute home run in terms of those, uh, you know, relatable detail. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's heartbreaking in terms of relatable detail. Yes. It's really easy to see yourself in devotion. Yes. And then the evil within two, the story is just pulp horseshit. Like but move on the, for us, but, <laughs> but there's the a fun video is game there. to play. Yeah, there's, yeah, the there's a really fun, you know, and that game has its flaws in the way those two things interact. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but it's it's a fun video game, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of a joy. This is neither, you know, it's 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 both to like a little bit of a degree. Like it's an okay kind of fun video game. Uh huh. It's got you know not really good character, but there's some things that are kind of interesting happening in terms of the plot, and the visuals are really evocative, even if as long as you don't stop to think too much about what they evoke beyond cancer, yeah, no, yeah. you know uh so it ends up being like worth it, but like it it just doesn't it, in comparison, I think it it suffers a lot. Yeah, uh, a, a thing here is just kind of missed opportunity, uh, you know, yeah. for 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 the for those you know kind of personal details is the thing that I'm kind of craving here. Uh, I feel like a yeah. fucking cut through a kitchen judge. It also doesn't feel good to say, uh, right? Knowing yeah. how, knowing how small this team is, knowing how personal this was, well, that yeah, you know, to the person who wrote too. it, you know. But you know, it's 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 still what's what's on the what's on the plate too, yeah. you know. Yeah, that that's a thing that is hard to you know you got to struggle with as a critic because it's like it always feels bad 
to badmouth. Like I will, I will until the day I die, I'll remember the salt and sanctuary devs. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Oh man, this podcast, we like covered our game. Oh, you didn't like it. And then then feeling bad. Like I felt shitty for like a month Oh God, yeah. uh, about that. Like, you know, that, that will, but at the same time, like it is a disservice to call something beyond, you know, this is too baby to consider as, text yes like that is that's insulting to a creator mm-hmm. with stuff that you know i've made like as somebody who like i think that there's an art to criticism but mm-hmm. as somebody who makes stuff and then also uh criticizes stuff i wouldn't want someone to listen to like a record that my band made and be like well this is just three guys it's a really small team uh, yeah. that made this and they don't have any backing like we probably shouldn't say things we don't like about it yeah you know that would feel bad to me i would feel like i was being disrespected mm-hmm. for that so it, it it is i i do subscribe to the idea that like criticism is an act of love like you, you mm-hmm. do it because you're taking something seriously yeah um and I, and that that's an affectionate thing yeah i still have a lot of affection for this game and think people should play it and have nothing but good wishes for the people who made it i i want them to keep making stuff yes like i i will be cautiously optimistic about the next thing that they make, I'm cautiously optimistic about Primordia. You know, it, if I'm in the mood, I just basically play stuff for work now, but uh-huh. <laughs> if I'm ever in the mood, yeah, you know, for that, I can see giving it a spin. And I would recommend for fans of twisted, fucked up pixel art, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to play this game, it's not asking very much. Right. You know, it's just, it, neither is devotion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> devotion <laughs> takes the same amount of time to play and it's or, genius. And this or- is just not that. Porque no you know, los dos. It's a good weekend. It, it, yeah, no, it, you, you can definitely do both. You know, it, like you know, there there's room for mids. It's just hard to have it's, a. It's a, hard to justify know, a mid uh, when you've got just that fucking banger cush. When you got when you got banger cush, you can have. You can get what those rappers call good pussy, or you can, like, you know, you just uh, just I don't know. It it ended up bumming me out mm-hmm. like a little bit, like yeah. for the first like. But for the first hour and a half, I was just having fun along for the ride, and it was still mm. showing me cool pictures yeah. for the whole thing, you know. Yeah. So I can't be too mad at it. But really, really wanted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still, oh. I, I still like it, and I'm still happy that you know we talked about it and uh, you know brought it here. Uh, and yeah. it wasn't intentional to make this the uh, the the psychological horror you get. You have to move on or recognize what you've done. <laughs> I mean, devotion yeah. is kind of the odd one out here uh, when it comes to these games. Uh, but yeah. um, uh, you know, it, assembling this little theme month to kind of you know put the entire psychological <laughs> psychological horror uh, system on trial uh, is it, an unintentional but satisfying exercise. It's it's working because they're all really different. articulations of it devotion really like notably is the only one where your character actually did something really bad yeah where you like the condemnation fits yeah yeah whereas evil within two it's so fucking confusing (laughs) i I, I read the synopsis of the first one and nothing in this game makes it seem like you're that bad Mm -hmm. you know uh and then like I don't know, man. Nobody warned me that your wife is a cum demon. In that, <laughs> Gary, some things you need to be able to. Uh, uh, I like. I I could have told you. I didn't want you to no, build no. it up. I just wanted the cum demon to to hit you. No, hit I, you out of I nowhere. appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, if if the fact that there's just a cum demon out of nowhere, but then there there's that dark. It's like oh, this is treated kind of crappy. <laughs> she turns into a gigantic booby monster that, like, <laughs> you had to hit its glowing weak points. Like, I don't know. It's it's a weird month for games of the mind. Uh, Silent Hill, you ain't uh, all this stuff. Uh, 
Oh um, my gosh. Thanks everybody for listening. We, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have anything to say about devotion, Strangeland, or the evil within two, the deadline for that is October 15th. Yeah. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please uh, write them in separately. That does help us uh, do our job. Uh, same if you have thoughts about November's games, which are Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Having a good time with that, Gary? I'm having a great time with it. Nice. He's writing is dog shit. Like it, it is a thing where like, don't, don't expect, you know, I try to be fair. There, mm-hmm. There's like, you know, I, I, even things I really like if they got silly stories, mm-hmm. you know, I'll talk about them. There's a lot of silly, you know, and you got Adam Jensen. So you got that guy's <laughs> horrible beard on the screen the whole time, but the play is <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, uh, the middle game is super hot. Probably going to touch on the, uh, uh, related properties there as well. The VR game and the, uh, um, mind control Sequel. delete. Yes. Um, and, um, uh, the premium game is going to be half-life Alex. Also the evil within two is our premium game for October. Uh, if you want to get those, um, well, first off, write in about those games by November the 15th. And if you want to get those premium episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. And, uh, that helps us out and gets you access to all of the premium episodes, including episodes of whole premium shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this and you are a non-white, non-cis, non-straight dude project and you'd like us to shout you out, send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. Uh, this episode where I'm shouting out some friends of ours, mm-hmm. uh, but more people should check out, listen to, and patronize Sinclair Lore. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is our, our friends uh, Sophie mm-hmm. uh, and our friend Sin. Snack uh, Who talk... Yeah, 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 exactly. Snack Covenant, uh, who talk about Bloodborne lore, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, um, different kind of anime, and a bunch of different games Mm -hmm. uh, that they talk about. um, Horror stuff, uh, homegrown, Simpson stuff. (laughs) I I can't say stuff. The the phrase stuff has been poisoned for me now. Um, But uh, they do really, really good work. Uh, So you check that out. Really funny, um, really insightful, incredibly close up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Soulsborn lore stuff and uh, switched into a lot of different uh, different kind of subgenres and, yeah. and other game franchises. They have a lot like, of very specific and deep knowledge about stuff that I have absolutely no insight to, and I'm happy yep. that they can provide it. Yeah, 100%. And just very funny, mm-hmm. like uh, funny, funny relationship yeah. between those two. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Sinclair Lore. Uh, you can find that at youtube.com slash Sinclair Lore. Uh, join the snack covenant. Yeah. Uh, follow them on Twitter too. Yeah. Uh, and if you, uh, if you have a project uh, like that, you'd like us to shout out, please send me an email. Mm-hmm. If you've sent me an email and I haven't gotten to it yet, please don't uh, feel bad. I just, this is somebody, you know, I, I know these people, I vetted them. Mm-hmm. I like to look into stuff a little bit before yeah. I do. So uh, if I haven't shouted you out yet, um, just to clarify too, uh, that we are, I am specifically trying to, to highlight people who are not uh, us you mm-hmm. know not in our demographics yeah um i also feel weird if somebody sends something and i don't know you know include your pronouns let, let, let me know mm-hmm. uh you know who you are and how you might fit into this project because i feel weird doing detective work to be like are you <laughs> really a non-white <laughs> yeah non-cis non-straight uh, i don't want to have to do that yeah. that makes me feel incredibly hinky yeah um yeah. You know, so uh, just uh, just clearing up the remit, yes, of the uh, of the the segment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, 
What else? What else? Uh, check out Best Quality Vacuum, our new show oh, yeah. uh, about the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul universe. Uh, we're starting with Breaking Bad. Going to be talking about each episode in depth as you're listening to this episode. I believe the ep about the pilot has uh, just come out. Um, mm-hmm. Or no, it came out a week ago. Uh, we're in between. Uh, but yeah, that's over at Best Quality Vac- uh, bestqualityvacuum.net. Yeah, uh, catch the fever. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Um, uh, watch out for self-loathing. Loathing. Not self-loathing. Uh, get into baking if you want to. Yes, loaf yourself. <laughs>